Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Joshi Dreamcast here on Fightful Overbooked. I am your host, as always, Scott Edwards, and with me once again on this your fine guest, occasion. as always. Yes, my guest, as always. You were on the last episode, to be fair, though. The last episode was like a month ago, at least, so it's been a while. Um, but I'm happy to have you on. You were on my other podcast most recently, so, you know, it's not like we haven't talked, but mm-hmm. happy to have you on here. Very last second thing on my end, but uh, we got a lot to talk about in a, in a lot of different ways. You know, Star I'm just always had, ready to talk, Joshi. I know, I know. I can always count on you and, you know, my timing, it always works out perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had a great, you know, weekend here for Joshi, and I thought, this episode best used to catch everyone up on the five-star Grand Prix and all the great things happening in that tournament. But first, we are going to talk about Just Tap Out. I'm sure that's something not many people expected us to talk about right off the bat here. But there was a match we're talking about. Um, just fantastic and I want to just, I want everyone to know that crowds being back, (laughs) it just adds a whole element that I don't think we are ready for in stardom yet. Like, they haven't done the situation, right, where it's on and off yet, so it hasn't affected us, right? Like, now that New Japan's done it, everyone's going to be like, oh, this is is bad. Like, stardom fans, we're just used to the clap crowds by now. Mm. But, oh. It's going to be tough now. <laughs> um, so, of course, the match I'm talking about is Tomoka Inaba and Aoi versus the stardom team of Micah and Mariah. Of course, all four of these women trained by Taka Michinoku. This was his 30th anniversary event. Um, I believe it was called the Taki, uh, Taka Chi Despi Mania Show. Um like that's the whole name now. They've added Desperado's name into the situation, which is very nice. But and, and I have to recognize because I know the match that everyone's talking about is the main event of the show, of course. But we're here to talk about this women's match because I think it deserves just as much talk for what it was. And to me, it was a career-altering performance. For a you nearly said career making, didn't you? Well, I was gonna say making, but it's still so young that mm. she's still so young that she can do that even more going yeah. forward. But it alters in the way that you're like, oh, this is what she can do already, and we don't see that enough. But let's get into the match. How did you enjoy the match? As someone that you know, you watch all the star, you watch all stardom. No one really just watches all of just tap out. You try to find the <laughs> matches here or there, but it's very hard. I'm not going to pretend we, I'm a hardcore JTI no, fan. No, the most yeah. we know from Inaba and Aoi is from, of course, New Blood. So, mm. Look, I was going into this match expecting it to be pretty good. Um, all four wrestlers are really great. Aoi's the quote-unquote weak link of the group. Yeah, um, but, like, that's not a bad weak link to have. I wasn't expecting it to go as hard as it did. And what I'm really impressed about is... I didn't watch this live. I watched it the next morning for me in Australia. And I woke up to everyone talking about, obviously, Despi Kasai, but I saw a lot of Joshi Twitter talking up this match. So I went into it with, I was worried. Was I a part of that? Slightly, hmm? 
Was I part of that Joshi Twitter? Most likely. You post about seven times on every match you watch. So I'm sure I saw about four of them. Only if uh, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, there was elevated levels of expectation mm. for this match. And I was worried that was going to, mm. you know, you're going to a match that's been hyped up. It can sometimes not meet the levels you'd expect compared to Agreed. going to one. But this delivered despite the high praise and the hype that was coming in, which, yeah, that sort of set it to a whole other level to me. I wasn't expecting it to be as good as it was. Mm. Inaba looked fantastic here. Like, I absolutely yeah. agree. This is one of those performances you're going to look back on and go, okay, that's one of the points when she took that next step up. You know, high-profile match up against two big stardom names. She just put her name into the stardom hat, you know, the night before she wrestled for God's Eye at the pay-per-view. And of the two matches, this one felt like a bigger deal. Oh, yeah. Despite the fact she was on pay-per-view, Yokama Budokan teaming with Shuri, this was the match that kind of felt, you know, she brought out the big fancy gear mm-hmm. for it. She was getting the high spots and everything. So fantastic performances from all four wrestlers. No one disappointed. Um I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for these four. And look, the fact that this has happened in the middle of the 2022 Five Star Grand Prix, 2023, I think we're getting Tomoko Naba in the Five Star, and that's going to be yeah. fantastic. Yeah. Um, the the way so the way I explained uh, this match after watching it, or even during watching, it, I said this is the Tomoko Naba that I know has been there. I've just been waiting to see her in the sense that, you know, she uses a lot of her kicks and they're brutal, brutal kicks. Mm-hmm. And she, that's really just her offense. It's, it's just, you know, the, the way she presents herself is already like, y- you got that part down, right? If you're super serious, you're super intimidating, but you got to use that. And a lot of the matches I've seen from her this year, you know, have been, her doing a lot of grappling and submission work. And I'm like, that's not what I know you for. Like, I know what you can do. And it's be an absolute threat with your striking. And that's why I was so happy for her joining God's Eye. Because I thought, oh, sure, he'll bring that out of her. And she Mm -hmm. can mix in the grappling well. But this was, like, the ultimate, this is what I can do. This is me at my best. Yeah. And saying that at her best, she's only three years in. She still has so much room to grow. <laughs> but this was this was this was the match that you opened your eyes and said, "Okay, she's special." For anyone that may have been like, because the new blood shows, they don't give you that much, right? Mm. The the match on the Yokohama Budokan uh, five star show didn't give you that much. She got the win. She showed some signs. Cosmic got a lot of offense in that match. They did get a lot of offense, uh, which we'll talk about a little later. Not really, but. We'll, we'll, brief, we'll briefly... Uh, we got to talk about Waka. Right, we got to talk about Waka, of course. Um, but the whole thing with Inaba is that she shows so much skill at such a young age, right? Like, mm-hmm. she has been in JTO, essentially. That's it. Like, she, she started to branch out a little bit over the past year, especially. But otherwise, it's just been... <laughs> It's just been JTO, and, like, you can only do so much, right? And and we've seen Micah, and the reason I want to talk about this match so much is you have Micah coming home, mm. right, to JTO. She's the bigger star, already established. She is with Mirai, who we know is a fan favorite, and you could feel that when she made her entrance. They're the stardom team. Yeah. How can you 
how can you step above the rest, right? And and she did it. She did it by just being herself to the fullest. So I want to ask, like, when you after watching this match, does it rank for you in terms of like top Joshi matches this year because of what you didn't expect from it? Mm. Because right, you because you looked at it on the card, right? As I did, and I saw okay, Inaba is great. Always getting there, like she's working mm. her way. She's shown flashes, and of course you have the two, um, you have the two starter wrestlers who we know what they can do. Mm. But but you still are like, well, it's you know it's in the middle of the card. It's like it's a showcase match, but is it really going to be that good? Mm. And I thought it, it exceeded. Any expectation I have? Probably it, it ranks in terms of uh, maybe like the top surprises of the year, just in the, for the very reasons you said. Like most of the big starter matches that I've watched this year, they've all had build or like you go into it going, oh, this is going to be a spicy one. It's on the right spot on the card. It's getting the attention it deserves. This one could have very easily snuck under a lot of people's radars. And I think that's where you would sort of put it there. Is it a top match of the year? No. Um, but I think in terms of like when I finished it, it was probably one of the most I've enjoyed, which it's saying something because there have been a lot of good Joshi this year. So I guess I'd put it on that level. One other thing I do want to say about this is I really enjoyed seeing Aoi up against higher level wrestlers because with the New Blood show, she tends to be on the uh, lower end. Like she's not facing a lot of high level talent. This was her chance to really, you know, show what she's made of up against people who she who can carry her properly. Um, yeah. And, yeah, Mariah and Micah worked really well with Owie. And so hopefully you know, maybe we don't just see Owie on these new blood shows, but she gets a chance to shine up against some higher-level talent moving forward in stardom. Yeah, I thought I thought Owie was great, you know. And, and sometimes when she's doing certain moves, she'd turn them into submissions, and I was like, oh, that was, that was creative. Mm-hmm. I did not expect that. Uh, and, and I understand where you are. The way I look at this match is that one it exceeded expectations. Two, the atmosphere just added so much to it. Yeah. Three, I really just thought they all put their working boots on. It just felt special in a lot of ways, despite there not being any titles. You know, it was just four of Takamichi Noku's trainees going out there and putting on a show. Um, and I thought, you know, the spot of the match, of course, and I think everyone will agree to this, is when. Micah hits the, you know, brain buster slash it's, it's a superplex, but they mm. call it brain buster um, from the top rope and off the camera. Like you slightly see, you know, start to get up, but you see Micah just have this great reaction and it's slowed down. So yeah. it's not like she instantly gets up. She works her way up and Micah's like, has a shock fear and Inaba hits like the, best most devastating kick i've seen in a while it mm. was it was perfection it was like it, it was the point of the match where i was just like you know getting out of my chair like oh my god here we go um and i wanted i wanted the jto team to win so bad <laughs> like that's they they were such good baby faces they convinced me like it's so interesting watching mariah because obviously she's a baby face in stardom but she has an ability to her that could play a really great heel. Mm. We don't see it a lot, but as her as the powerhouse she is, it works. Mm. And she really she really teased that uh, throughout this match, and I was really enjoying what we got to see there. Um, 
on that superplex spot, that is probably the best example of why we're really missing cheering crowds. Because, okay, obviously yeah. it's nice hearing them sure. chant the names and all that, but Micah reacted to the crowd, not to Anaba getting up. Yeah, you know, I, I, it's one of my favourite spots in a long time because of this, because Mike hits the suplex. Yes, off camera, you can kind of see Anaba's arm raising a bit to hint at it. But the crowd starts to roar, and you see Micah kind of being confused, like, what are they going about? And then it clicks in her mind, and she sells it brilliantly, like, oh, I didn't put her down with that. That wouldn't have been possible with a club crowd. It wouldn't have had the same right. effect. So I totally agree. I don't blame the fact that Stardom haven't sort of gone to experiment with these club crowds because they're selling out every show. Why would you yeah. sacrifice a half gate mm-hmm. when you're going to sell a full gate? You can get away with it because they're not selling out a lot of these shows. Stardom, the, the money's there. They don't need to. Yeah. But when we get these odd opportunities and hopefully maybe November 20, um, you know, they'll maybe allow uh, cheering for that show. Yeah. That'll be when it really gets exciting. Just we're getting teased. Yeah, the teasers have been great. I mean, I know a lot of people have probably seen the the New Japan clips where you know the Naito chances rain mm. through, and it was like it was it was like goosebump type stuff. Yeah. And it was really cool to hear people chant for Micah during this match. I thought that was really special because uh, you know she's been she's obviously hasn't had any of it for a while, Mariah either. Um, but going home. And getting that reception, I'm sure, yeah. meant a lot to her. It was I even think... like with Anagi when she went to the Gumbera show and oh, they had the streamers yeah. again. Like, you could tell how much that meant to her after yeah. two-odd years to get that physical representation. And yeah. yeah, a lot of these wrestlers haven't haven't had it for a long time or at all, really. And I want to make the point, it's like, obviously these these wrestlers aren't suffering, like, from not having crowds oh, chant yeah. or anything. Because, like... Stardom has the best Corkins in wrestling right now. Like those mm. things are as lively as can be without cheering. Um, so it, it's just it gives you the hint of when cheering's back, somehow Stardom's product's gonna be better. You just have to look <laughs> at those couple of Corkins before the pandemic. Start of twenty twenty, the January show, the February show. Like I still go back to the uh Roha Mayu match, in part because it's a bloody fantastic match, but the crowd <laughs> is just so on like absolute peak yeah. levels of loudness. Like, you watch that and then you look at the current product and yeah, like, you know, like that crowd's going to be like that once the cheering's allowed again. And that's really exciting. Yeah. It, it's the dream. And I'd love if Stardom did one show where they just had cheering, of course, like mm. that would be obviously great. But like you said, they're doing so good business wise. Why stop yeah. now? Exactly. Uh, but this is a match absolutely worth going out of your way to see. Um, between this and the trios match from this past weekend, Yokohama, Budokan show, like just two, you know, I think I said career defining or not, not career altering, career altering performance mm. for Inaba. We'll talk about the other one in a little bit for a certain uh, future ace of stardom. But please watch that match. I know everyone's going out of their way to watch El Desperado and Jukasai, which I'm sure is true. I haven't got to watch it yet. Uh, but Please, if you if you have the link to watch the show, watch this match as well. Yeah. Uh, they absolutely killed it. Inaba and Stardom is going to be very special. And mm. even more so, Micah versus Inaba is going to be one heck of a feud when we get that. Um, because they just have it. Obviously, they have chemistry because they train together. But in the ring, there's just an energy there uh, when they step into it against one another. That's very special. Also, need to give credit to Mariah. I think she, like, destroyed... 
was it Inaba with a lariat? She or destroyed it, both uh, of them. There was yeah, a, there was one yeah. little spot there where she clobbered one of them and yeah. then turned around and clobbered the other. She's, she has one of arguably the best lariat in Joshi yeah. right now. Yeah, and that's coming from a Himika fan. And yeah, I love Himika's lariat, but there's something about Mariah's. She just gets that real snap in. That, she um, does is unequaled. Yeah, she she deserves a lot of credit for what she's done in the five star. That brings us to our main topic here. Of How the day. convenient. Yeah. Uh, so 15 minutes on JT. I think that's pretty good. That might be yeah. longer than uh, most most of the shows that are going around. I'm guessing they won't talk about it at all, unfortunately. But it deserves that time. Again, please watch it. But let's talk about the Five Star Grand Prix. Like I said, I haven't been doing this show for a month. Uh, of course, if you listen to the Five Star Joe show, my other show, you have listened to my weekly recordings since the tournament started. Uh, it's been a special tournament, Trent. It's been mm-hmm. a special, special, expected not, it's not like this was shocking or anything. Um, and they had to live up to something that was really difficult, I thought, to live up to from last year. Mm. And we still have so many killer matches left. I think they're going to uh, – I wouldn't say blow it away, but they're going to pass it in terms of just exciting quality every night. And, you know, just for people that – need to have a definition like notebook match guide type matches like it's been a special special sh- uh tournament from start to right it right it, uh past the midway point now yes we're, we're on the tail end of the tournament and Seven i think the most, not the most surprising thing but like obviously we were expecting can it live up to last year i think where it's really blown last year's out of the water is inconsistency because last mm-hmm. year had fantastic matches, high in right. you know the, the the notebook matches as you said, where it's like you have to watch this match. This year's had those as well, but I think where it's really delivered is top to bottom. Like there's been very few matches where I've gone, oh well, that was a dud. I shouldn't have bothered with that. Last year, the, you know, obviously there's some good performances across the board, but there was more matches where it's like, yeah, well, you skipped that. But yeah, there's not many wrestlers I'd look at and go, well, they've been underwhelming in this tournament and if they have underwhelmed it's not necessarily for the in-ring performance but it's maybe their total number of wins or the mm-hmm. impact on the stories in the tournament yeah. but in terms of just a match quality yeah yeah i think that's where i like this tournament a lot more and it's something you and me have discussed in detail is that stardom's very hit or miss with stories that don't involve titles right mm-hmm. i think this tournament has done an incredible job at showcasing many of the stories that they've developed, hmm. but, you know, not always went back to, or many of the story, or developing new stories to follow, and I think that's one one part that's really made this tournament shine. You know, every match that even even Tam Nakano versus My Sakurai, right? Like that's a good example. There's been a story there. We know the story. Hmm. Would they use it? Would they make the most of it? And they absolutely did. Right, they they did, and I think my soccer I might have had her best singles match to date, if not that one, then the one with Suzu Suzuki, of course. But the fact that it's even in the conversation proves that they used that previous story to their advantage. And we have a lot of matches here we can discuss. We have a lot of uh, upsets, matches of the tournament. We're going to get to all that, but we're going to go over the main standings here first mm-hmm. because it's very important. Um, you know. Trent has done the work to give us some looks at the race to the finals, which is very important as well because it's an interesting case uh, for the Red Stars and Blue Block. Uh, the Red Stars block and the Blue Stars block. It's still open. 
it's still open. Like, mm. there's no, you know, Hazuki had her run. She's dropped three straight since. It's a, it's a wide open ball game in both fields, and that's the most exciting part of this. So let's let's get to the standings here right now. We'll go through them real quick. Um, after each block, I'm going to ask you your surprises uh, or if anything's, you know, just jumped off the page to you there. And I think yep. looking at the Red Stars block, it'll be very quick to answer that one. Uh, so the Red Stars <laughs> block is as followed. Azumi and Hameka. Tied at the top with 12 points, which I'm sure no one no one really knew if, Azu, uh, if Azumi would be at that point yet. I think someone made a great point on Twitter the other day. I unfortunately can't give them credit uh, because I don't remember who tweeted it. But she's gotten the Starlight Kid run from last year. Mm-hmm. She's you know establishing herself, showing that she's the real deal, and that should benefit her for the next year to come. Uh of course, Amika, like I said, she only has two matches left. She has the least. Um, Micah, Utami Hayashida, Shuri, Tam Nakano, and Risa Sarah are all tied at 10. So, mm. again, as I said, wide open. So many matches left for each of these wrestlers. Um, we're talking about Koguma and Mai Sakurai. Yes, Mai Sakurai. Tied at 8. <laughs> um, Saki Kashima and Saki tied at 6. Mm-hmm. And in the bottom, Unagi Sayaka and Momokogo. And I think Unagi Sayaka could absolutely be one of the real surprises after her better showing last year overall. She's really fallen down the card. So, so Trent, mm-hmm. let me ask you, what's your biggest surprise of the Red Stars block so far? See, this is tough because I, in a way, Azumi still being at the top is a bit of a surprise. But she's also the kind of wrestler where it makes sense for her to get a lot of these wins because the Izumi Sushi finisher is the perfect kind of surprise. I got you for three. And the Red Block has got quite a few wrestlers capable of that, but none of them are more protected outside of the Revival pin than Azumi Sushi. But she can win through other means as well. So her being at the top isn't necessarily a surprise. I would actually agree in the sense that Inagi only having, you know, I think two wins um, is very one win. There you go. One Only win, having one win. win is very surprising. Just because, yeah, like she's been, you know, obviously had a much better tournament last year, but even like in outside of tournament settings, she's generally treated as maybe not a high level wrestler, but definitely sure. higher than a, a one win so far in yeah. the tournament. She's got a very interesting uh, sort of finishing process. Even if she's not going to win a lot of matches coming up. She's got matches with Azumi, Micah, and Himika to come. That feels like she's going to ruin at least one of their nights. Like I think one of yeah. those three are going to pick up a loss to Inagi, and it's going to matter. And Inagi's going to instantly regain her confidence and her arrogance. I mean, even on Sunday night against Risa Sarah, she stole her kendo stick. Why would you do that against Risa Sarah? That's just asking for death, and, and she got it. Um, but, yeah. That's probably the biggest disappointment, not so much her over-level performance, but last year she had the fun story of her trying to shake everyone's hand. This year she has very much been just a background character. And considering the red block was quote-unquote the weaker of the two blocks, I was kind of hoping to see more from her this year. Um, Mm -hmm. But, you know, there's still time to come. Right. Well, I know you're a big Unagi fan, so that's kind Mm. of why, uh, you know, I hinted at it because I look at it and I'm like, well, you know, it's it's still very shocking hmm. because what she did last year. Like, you know, we haven't I don't I, I, we haven't seen the Cork and Hall show yet, but 
her Masters versus Tam Nakano felt like a possible big win for her in this tournament mm. because we've seen it before, but she continues to struggle. Um, and, you know, you named Azumi, Micah, and Jamaica. With Micah and Jamaica set to fight that final night, it does feel like the upset could come against Azumi. Uh, that seems like it, the one to really spoil her uh, at the last second. That's what she did for Saya Karmatani last year. So, very possible. Uh, let's go through the Blue Stars block now. My biggest surprise, by the way, for the Red Stars block was Azumi being at the top, but also Shuri being at 5-4. and four. We've seen Shuri be pinned four times. Yeah, a lot of flash pins, though. <laughs> like that's- Of course. Yeah, when you looked at the tournament, like, because we, we both kind of assumed Shuri wasn't going to win it because they generally don't do that with champions. Still would see her block, pin. Of course, but you had Azumi, which she did be, but Mai Sakurai, you've got Kogama, and you've got uh, Saki Kashima, all with yeah. those kind of surprise flash pins. That's, that's how they like to do these results. So it wasn't so surprising in that respect, but it is weird. It's just weird seeing her with so many losses given how protected she is as a wrestler. Totally agree. Uh, Blue Stars block here. Um, this is a little more, um, I would say a little more open. They're all, they're both open. Like, I think the exact same amount. I think it's the exact same amount of competitors that still have a shot. Mm. It's just a matter of uh, some people, if they lose once, they're done. It's over. Yeah. I uh, think this is a bit messy because Suzu's been delayed in some of her matches. Yeah. And we have a draw. Yes. We have a draw. We finally got a draw. Um, so <laughs> Rossi Hiz- finally remembered how he books. <laughs> so Hazuki sits at 14 points. She is now 7-3. and three. Real mm. downfall coming here. Of course, she has that final night match with Momo uh, Watanabe. That could be uh, the make or break. Um, still still in the fight, of course, as she leads the block. Sai Karatani <laughs> sits at 6-2. and two. Uh, she finally got slowed down recently after losing her first match. She went on a six-match winning streak, but it was Suzu Suzuki who got the big win. Uh, we'll talk about that match a little bit. Uh, Julia and Mayu Yutani both tied at eleven. Our wonderful draw queens over here. You know we can never, we can't get a winner between these two. Trent last year in the five star we did, but not this year. Uh, so that's tough. Ami Saray. Mirai and Natsupoi all tied at 10. Um, Ami Saray and Natsupoi both 5 and 4. A loss uh, pretty much eliminates them from yep. the running. Um, and then some big surprising names here. We have Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, and Nina Shirakawa all tied at 6, uh, with Momo being 3 and 5. She is the only, she is the one eliminated out of those mm. three, which mm. is very sad to see, but who knows? Maybe there's a story to come from it. Of course, she was the finalist last year. Saida at four points at two and five. Suzu Suzuki, two points at one and four. And Hanan at an O and nine zero points for her. So out of all this, and you know, I think it's hard to keep Suzu Suzuki in the conversation, but it's still fair because she is one and four. Uh, yeah. Maybe that would be three and four if she got her first two matches, but you know, we don't really know. We never know. So uh, what is your biggest surprise here in the Blue Stars block? Yeah, I've, st- I've still got Susie in my- Suzu in my technical race to the finals uh, bracket just because she's still capable of maxing out at 16 points. Now, she's going to do that? Probably not, uh, but it has to be taken into account. Plus, I like Suzu Suzuki. Um, my biggest surprise, look, 
I, I did see uh, Armani Exchange uh, has been talking up Amy Sarai's run before the five star happened. She was oh, saying, "Oh, look, there's going to be you know, she's going to surprise a lot of people with her performance." Uh, and, <laughs> and I wasn't as uh, hopeful for her performances, mainly because like, she hasn't won me over yet, um, yeah, and not that I. She's been doing okay, but definitely in terms of the, the the bracket and the amount of points she's won. Like, yeah, she's in the running. She's got that one extra match that she's had compared to, say, Mariah, so that's probably going to put her out of the final block runnings overall. But, like, she has put herself into the picture to a level I wasn't expecting. I also wasn't expecting Mina Shirakawa to not only be uh, technically still in the running this late in the game, uh, but I also wasn't expecting her to have such an influence on the final block uh, standings because she's got a couple of matches against these contenders in the finals. And given the way she's been performing, I mean, she got a submission victory over Amy Sarai. Um, she could upset a lot of people as well in these final blocks. And she's done it again. You know, these five-star matches, Mina Shirakawa turns up in the summer. Yeah, she takes the rest of the year off. Rest of the year <laughs> off, we just show up for the five-star. Nothing but respect for me to share Kawa. Uh, she, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal only shows up for the playoffs. Yeah, except he has how many MVPs? <laughs> <laughs> um, I wasn't expecting to make, mind you. but <laughs> So my biggest surprise here, it, you know, it's, it's starting to finally level out. Obviously, mm. like two weeks ago, We'd have a lot of different surprises, right? Especially in this block. You know, Hazuki, obviously, at 7-0 was the one no one was ready for. And I, I it was so funny because people on Twitter would be like, oh, my God, I can't believe the Blue Star blocks I've decided. Julia has no chance. It's like, chill out. There's time. Not how they book this. Losses happen. You don't end the excitement of the tournament before the final night. That's not how mm. tournaments work. Uh, Julia is still very much in the hunt. And uh, we'll go in depth on her in a little bit, of course, because I think her her tournament has been nothing but phenomenal. Um, but Hazuki but... shock for me has been the losses she's taken. Like I had mm-hmm. her definitely beating Sai Kamatani because white belt match. And look, I could have run the simulations a hundred times. I wouldn't have had Ida beating her. No, no, she can't handle no. the sire. She also lost Tommy Saray. So you yeah, know, three big time losses really sent her down. Uh, my biggest surprise has to be Momo Watanabe, obviously, you know, I didn't expect her to win this year. I didn't expect her to make it out of the block, but three and five already eliminated. Mm. It's shocking. It is absolutely shocking. She's still got a lot of big matches left. She's still got Julia, Mayu and Hazuki as her main three. Um, so she's going to have to play spoiler the rest of the way Two, three favorites, mm. which should be exciting to watch. I'm sure she'll steal at least one of those wins, but Hazuki. yeah. She's definitely going to <laughs> uh, If Hazuki's even in contention by then, at this rate, she won't even be a conversation. But I think she's <laughs> kind of forced to remain in contention because she's only got two matches left. And yeah. basically well, the next 16 one, points looks to be the absolute cutoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. And she's only got a, she's one win away. So, yeah. yeah. It's going to be interesting. But, yeah, Momo being solo, despite some really great matches in this tournament, it is oh, a shock, yeah. but I'm very interested to see where the story goes because, as we know, Natsuko Tora definitely seems like she's ready to go. It's just why return in the middle yeah. of the tournament, right? Exactly. You know, yeah, she's getting physical she's... now too, so that's well, exciting. I mean, she caught someone off a, a top rope dive at the yeah. Budokan recently, yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, look, 
I, I, not I, in the, I uh, think artist match. In the artist yeah, match. yeah. Nasta Katora, I think, has probably been ready for a while. But, yeah, they've yeah. decided to hold off on her. Maybe she's going to get particularly physical in one of the matches on the final night and yeah. kind of they're going to use that as the announcement of, oh, you forgot about me, I'm back. Yeah. Um, it's actually starting to be really exciting because we've got Nasta Katora coming back and we've got Thekla waiting in the wings as well. So even though we're getting, not overexposed, but we're getting so many big-time matches, they're not going to be exhausted by the end of it because there's a whole bunch of new stuff they can throw at us. Yeah, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that with how great Oedo ties been, unfortunately without Tora, I'm yeah. hoping it stays great to go back to the heel, like you know DQs all the time, because I think they can really benefit from her just being a strong ringleader. While yeah. those two are obviously still at the forefront of this group, um, but it'll be interesting to see. I, I think we get back to it because. Just before she got injured, I felt like they were showing that were turning at the turn. corner. And, yeah. yeah, she was becoming more of just like that powerhouse bruiser rather than, oh, I'm going to use my steel chain and start, get yeah. myself disqualified. Momo's kind of picked up the baton of that a bit with the wrench. Yeah. And that's um, screwing her over. Yeah, but I, I, that's got that, I think they've done that specifically to protect her because they probably looked and thought, well, we're not going to have her playing into the finals. Right. How can we kind of make her not look so bad, eh, the wrench will get in the way. She'll get herself disqualified or distracted yeah. with it. I was hoping they make it a story because obviously the wrench is the reason she's losing at this point. The only time it's worked this tournament really is against Starlight Kid. Mm. Which, <laughs> of all the people. <laughs> exactly. So there's no well, We, we need um, WCW 1998 period where it's like <laughs> she's Hulk Hogan looking in the mirror and instead of the ultimate warrior looking back, it's just a wrench. Yeah. Uh, so, so you did this great diagram here of you know where people can get to in terms of max points that are still mm. in contention of course who cares about everyone else uh, <laughs> yeah i didn't worry about my my cargo and and i think it's important because it highlights the matches left and that's really mm. where we can dissect this the most um because azumi hameka micah tam nakano risa sarah shuri and utami all still very much in this fight uh, some have lesser chance than others, obviously. Mm. But, for example, Tam Nakano and Risa Sarah both have five matches left. They have a lot of time to make up some room and really take this over. Um, mm. So so as, as we look at this, who out of all these wrestlers, like, how are you feeling right now? As we stand here, we have no idea who's in the finals, obviously. Everyone's separated by two points at the most. Are you with me on that being Tam Nakano as the finalist of the Red Stars block? I've been on the Tam Nakano train pretty much from the start, and this was even before you made me realise that we could potentially be getting Tam Julia in the final. Um, I thought Tam was a heavy favourite to go all the way. And I think the impressive thing is she hasn't felt like the story's been surrounding her yet. Like, with the red block, it's been Azumi and Himika mostly kind of taking all the attention. Tam's just quietly won five matches here. And when you look at the matches she's got to come, she's got a lot of big matches. She's got Risa Sarah, she's got Shuri, she's got Itami. And then a final night against Saki, which just from a storyline perspective, like, it could be the stablemate, you know, trying to stop her from making the final. I think we're going to see the the story of Tam's run really start to shine through here. Yeah. Um, Yeah, so I think... Tam has to be looked at the favourite. Risa obviously has a good chance. They all have good chances, but you know, considering we were talking about Tam being a favourite at the start and looking at the circumstances of this tournament so far, I would be leaning towards her, yeah. 
Yeah. Here, here's the game that we'll play now, right? Mm-hmm. We have seven people left. Yep. I'm gonna ask you. So, so I want you. I want you to pick between these three: contender, spoiler for the for the rest of the tournament, and especially the final night. And uh, no, we'll just go with those two, truthfully, because that's <laughs> all that matters. That's all that matters. Uh, so, Azmi. Uh, I think, in the sense that she's going to be a contender. Oh, and- sorry, my other one was out. Like you just based oh, off no, of no what she's got left. Yep. And maybe maybe they can't play spoiler on the last night because they're matchup. So mm. we'll just say out. Uh, I think Azumi is. When you say uh, just confirm, when you say spoiler, do you mean she will get spoiled or she will cost someone? She will cost someone. Okay. Um, I think Azumi is a contender. I think yeah, she's facing Saki Kashima on the final night. It's flash pin versus flash pin. I think uh, the Kisheki revival is uh, costing yeah. her. Yeah, she's getting. That's spoiled. too convenient. Um, I call her out because of that matchup. I yeah. feel like it's too. It's it's kind of like the Unagi matchup for Saya Kamatani last year. It was mm. very apparent that's where it ended. So I think I will go with out for as of me. Um, Hameka, she has Unagi and Micah left. I think she's out. Uh, she's definitely wow. losing one of those matches. Um, I could see Unagi potentially even costing her here as well. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, like I'm a big Hameka fan, but it doesn't feel like it's her tournament to win at the moment. Yeah, I, I have felt. I don't know. I don't know if you felt this way. I have felt for a while that Hameka and Micah is, is born to be a draw. With that, <laughs> with that costing them in the end of mm. having a shot. I feel like they're going in there either with the same amount of points or Micah maybe has one more or, you know, something like that. And that will cost both of them because to me, I always thought if Tam wasn't making it, Micah made a lot of sense as mm-hmm. kind of a, in the Momo spot from last year, though I would go with Tam because of the Julia story. Yeah. Yes. I still think Julia's winning, um, <laughs> but that's kind of where I've been thinking. So I almost, I almost want to go, out, but also spoiler in a way. The only reason I would say it might not be a draw is just because that final night's going to have so many matches between everyone having a tournament match. They did last the final. year. They did, but it just it makes it more difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think we actually might get a different draw uh, potentially, which I'll get to in a second. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> Tim, Tim Nakano. I think we can both agree a contender. We've really hit yes. it at that. Uh, she, of course, fights Saki in the last night. She also still has Utami and Shuri. So get your star ratings out, people. It's gonna and be that's important. also important in terms of uh, wins over each other because if they yeah. finish on the same points, that's when you start kind of getting out the math book and say this person beat this person yeah. and they beat them. Uh, they're key victories for her in terms yeah. of like Utami, Shuri can both still even up with her. To, yeah. to me, it kind of feels like she's going to be tied with Utami on that final night. But she will have the win over Tommy. Mm, yeah, I think that's where we're going. Um, Risa Sarah, a very interesting one. I think she's a contender because oh, wait, I'll give you my story. Okay, give me your story. Julia goes through Suzu Suzuki, mm-hmm. and then Risa Sarah in one night she beats Prominence to move on, get her big match, kind of get rid of the the group that's been haunting her this year, along with mm. you know her own group. I don't think she's a contender in terms of – I still think Tam. But I wouldn't be shocked if they threw Risa that bone also. But Shuri, 
to me, and I'm just going to skip ahead to this because I want to point this out. I think Shuri Flake's spoiler for Risa Sarah that final night. Yeah. It's, it's one spoiling the other, which is probably an obvious position to be taking, but I could see Risa Sarah maybe getting the win back over Shuri just to kind yeah. of tie them together. The other thing is with Risa Sarah, she's got Koguma and Saki Kashima coming up, and they're both like, if you want to protect Risa in these wins, the roll-up surprise victories, that's an easy way to do it, which could yeah. put her out of the overall con- contention and then let her play spoiler to Shuri. Yeah, it's going to be close. I don't think she's losing to my Sakurai. I think that'll be a win for her. You know, I, I think she's... Risa Sarah's an interesting one because there's an aura, there's an idea around her that she's, like, treated as someone that doesn't want to lose to just anyone. But at the same time, she seems pretty game to lose to anyone in this tournament, <laughs> um, which has been enjoyable. I think she's been really solid. Um mm. But I, I'm I'm going on I'm I'm on the brink of contender and spoiler in the terms of that heading into that final night. Mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. a win and she's in, and I could see that Shuri match uh, through her. Too Shuri, I think same situation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have more to say than that. That's it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and Utami, contender. I mean, it'll never count out Utami. Yeah, I think you look at the final matches she's got left, Saki Kashima, Saki or Caps, Tam Nakano, Koguma. Obviously, Koguma is a major spoiler alert on that final night. We, we predicted Tam beats Utami, uh, but, I mean, I could see her beating the other both Sakis, which would put her at 14 points, which keeps her very much in the game. Blue Stars block. This is this is big time now, right? We got a lot of contenders here too. Mm-hmm. Um, even more, I think. I think we got eight instead of seven. Yeah, I didn't include uh, Mina Shirakara on this list, even though she's technically still eligible. Mainly no, no, because I, I wasn't that's wasting that's my time considering Mina Shirakawa. I'll just say out. I'll just say out now. There we yeah, go. Yeah. We gave we gave Mina her time. She's still in contention, uh, but no. Let's start with Hazuki. Her two matches left. Of course, she leads the block with fourteen. She has mm. Mayu and Momo, <laughs> and it does feel like she's losing both. Yeah, I, I I think she almost has to lose to Mayu to keep her in contention. Um, also, and then, IWGP reasoning, I think. Yes, yes. So I keep forgetting that because uh, we don't fully know. What, I'm presuming it's probably the highest scoring people in each one. I, I they haven't know. actually made this clear, but I do think yeah, Mayu Watani probably needs to beat Kazuki to confirm that she'll go into this. Uh, and yeah, like that Momo match, I think we had that peg from the beginning that yeah. was going to cost her. Scream spoiler at the end. Mm. Uh, Sai Kamatani, of course, sitting sitting here at 12. Uh, she's beaten Mayu, Suzuki, and Poi. You know, yeah. big wins, of course. Of course, two of the two of the people I wanted to beat her for title matches, but that's fine. <laughs> uh, she's got Marai, Mina, Julia, and Ami Saray. To me, definitely seems like Marai's beating her. Um, mm. Get the win back from earlier this year. We saw it with Starlight Kid already in this tournament. Um, and then I can see Ami beat her too. The Julia match is interesting. I have no idea how to book it, but if I had to pick between contender, spoiler, and out, I'm going to just say she's out. That's how I feel about champs. Yeah, it's. I can't say Saya Kamatani winning because she's the champion, but like she's got 12 points on eight matches. It's hard to say she's completely out because she's in arguably the best position out of anyone in this Blue Stars block, just in pure data. 
Um, sure. But you look at those matches, there's a lot of matches there you can see her losing, either to get spoiled or just kind of the natural progression of this tournament. Yeah, she's, of course, at two losses. So mm. a couple losses are coming, possibly a title Both of them match. are probable white belt contending matches too. So, like, she could take a loss to Julia, and Julia, if she wins the tournament, she's not then challenging Sai Kamatani for the white belt. So that right. kind of white clear one expected defense, so she's not going to yeah. rack up too many. Yeah, we're definitely getting uh, we're definitely getting Suzuki versus Sai. That feels pretty set. Yeah, which and Starlight Kid really... as well. That they, they were hinting at that way back then as well. Yeah, they they do this thing where they have like someone that's challenged before come right back in and beat them in the tournament, and then you, yeah. it's not always a guarantee for a title match, as we saw with uh, was it Utami last year? Like some old people beat her, but Micah got the title shot, so it's like mm. you, you kind of play that game. Um, Julia, Julia, I think still my winner. She's got 11. <laughs> yeah, she's uh, very much a contender. She's got Ami Saray, Mo Watanabe, Saya Kamatani, and Suzuki. She's got a real ringer going. Yeah, what a final in. run. Um, she's, of course, it, she's kind of in a position where she can lose, but it's going to be tough for her to contend. Right, she can probably drop one match here and still comfortably make the finals. She can get a maximum of nineteen points. Seventeen would put her in that kind of. You're you're still a favorite, but things kind of have to fall your way. For sure, I think I think a record of you know four losses, one tie, kind of feels like the the way she would get in. I do Mm -hmm. feel like Mayu goes into the night with that same type of record to play off of that as well. Um, but as I was saying, you know, she's got a, she got a big set of matches here. She can lose any of them. I kind of feel like out of all those, the Momo and Saya matches are the ones she would lose. Either one could go either way. I don't yeah, think I, I could see the right. Momo. I could see Momo beating Julia as kind of like not payment for taking a lot of like, she lost to Mina and lost to Ida. So yeah. kind of as thanks for that, you beat Julia. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see that happening, but it, yeah. she has to be Suzu to make to the avoid final. the title match thought. Um, and then, and then the game I've played also in my head recently is the idea of that Suzu match. I wouldn't be shocked. And Suzu's not beating her, so any, anyone that thinks <laughs> she's spoiling, I'm sorry, it's not happening. I wouldn't be shocked if they went the Shuri versus Takumi route though from last year and did have a draw. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if that happened mm. because it does feel like it would be wrong to end this feud with just Julia beating her on the final night and they move on. Yeah. yeah. So that's the game I've been playing. But obviously, if Julia's champion, Suzuki can walk out and be like, I challenge you. But that's not as fun. I feel like. Don't tempt me. Julia well, can I, take another draw, though, because it would line yeah. her up with the others. And as long as she's not tied with Suzuki. Because Suzuki has that win over her, but it would if, if she's going to draw with Suzu, I think she almost has to beat Kamatani because she's probably the yeah. most likely to be on the same points as her. I agree. I agree. Uh, Ami Saray uh, out, but she definitely can play spoiler for Kamatani on the final night. Yeah, I agree with that. Marai out. Um, Not predicting her to Tony Stormont. It could be it could be bold of me to say, because uh, she does have so she has Mina, Saya, Starlight Kid, and Saida. Um, I could see her get the win on the final night and look be looking for help the rest of the show. Yeah, that makes sense yeah. as a spot for her. 
Um, but she should not be winning this. That would be that would be a bad that bad plan. <laughs> bad plan. Um, I think that's fair to agree upon. The Western fans annoyed at her super push would be getting even worse. It would, it would be dangerous. Uh, Mayu Iwatani. She has Hazuki, Moatanabe, and Starlight Kid the rest of the way. Um, three very exciting matches, obviously. Yeah. Including the Momo one, which if you guys have ever seen Momo and Mayu, you know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Great wrestling. The Hazuki one's one we've been waiting for over a year for. For sure. And, of course, the Starlight Kid one is... Has all its all its history to go into it. Um, she's definitely a contender. I never say Maya is not a contender going to that final night. She's always <laughs> got a chance, right? But she's going to lose or draw. I don't know what they're going to do because Starlight Kid beating her clean as like the whole story of Starlight Kid and Mayu is Starlight Kid wants to get to that level. She just beats her. Mm. I wouldn't like that, so I wouldn't mind if this was a draw. Or something like that. I, I'm I'm leaning if there's going to be a match on the final night that's a draw. I could definitely see this match being the draw because it yeah. then kind of it's telling the same story they told with Mayu and Tam a year ago, where Tam was like, for all intents and purposes, was equal with Mayu because they did draw on that big match. But it's still like you haven't beaten the icon, right. so you can come back to that story again. Yeah. I, I think the only way Starlight Kid would be beating Mayu on that final night and it, for it to make the most sense is if she's then advancing to the final. And uh, she technically could still make it, but it's very unlikely. I don't see good. that happening yet. No. It's not looking good for poor Starlight Kid. Uh, you know, next year, I think, when we get to the tournament, she'll be someone that we seriously talk about as a winner um, when we're predicting. I don't that. think she'll win next year because she's going to be white belt champion next year. That's fair. Hey, that's fair. And that's that's acceptable. We all want Starlight Kid to have something sooner mm-hmm. rather than later. Uh, Natsupoi, I don't think she has a shot, so I don't really need to go over this. She has Starlight <laughs> Kid, Saida, and Mina left. Yeah, I mean, obviously, like, Starlight Kid will most likely beat her, you would assume. Ida has surprised with a couple of shock wins, so maybe that's another loss there. Natsupoi's done well for herself. Like, she's gotten key wins over Mayu, Mirai, Amy, and Suzu Suzuki. So, like, even if she doesn't win another match in this tournament, she walks away with some, you know, prizes under her belt. She definitely has an interesting spot because she's kind of like the spoiler in this block. But, like, we also know she's been pushed up the card, too. So it's like, all right, this all makes sense. Um for her to get wins. Uh, Suzu Suzuki, obviously the hardest person to figure out here because she's already, she's one in four, not a great spot. Her <laughs> one win assume is, she's out. Her one win is against the Wonder of Stardom champion, Sayakamitani. Mm. Her losses are to people not at below Sayakamitani. <laughs> um, but she's got Saida, Momo Asanabe, oh my God, Momo Asanabe, that just sounds dangerous. Mina Shirakawa, <laughs> which is oddly ex- interesting to me. Hanan, mm. poor Hanan. Ami Saray, Starlight Kid, which is a match we would have already gotten now, just like the Ami yes. one. And of course, Julia on the final night. She, she, I don't, I don't know how to, <laughs> I like, she, to me, she's out, but like, she obviously will go into the final night with the idea that she could be a spoiler. Yeah. Absolutely going to be a dangerous spoiler for Julia, even though you've kind of already written that off. I was predicting it from the very start, um, but I've been convinced that the Julia Tam final makes too much sense. Um, So I I do think the Julia wins or the draw, maybe there's some shenanigans going on there. But, like, even though she's probably out and, like, she's only won one from four, 
there's a lot of matches there you would expect her to win. Um, yeah, the three matches that definitely wins are Mina, Hanan, and yeah, stuff like that, uh, Ida. Um, but Amy, you would see her probably winning that match. Momo's a 50-50 split. Starlight Kid's a 50-50 split. And then Julia, obviously, is uh, just depends what kind of story you want to tell on the final night. Yeah. Um, Starlight Kid, 18, uh, she has a chance to get 18 points. She'd have to win out. Yes. She's 3-3 three three right now, 6 points. She's got Natsu Poi, Mina Shirakawa, Mirai, Sai Ida, Suzu Suzuki, and Mayu Iwatani. So a lot of matches left for her. Um, spoiler. We kind of yeah. talked about it earlier. She plays yeah. spoiler, whether she wins or, t- or draws or something like that. That's her role in all of this. Absolutely agreed. It, it'll be fun to see her tournament progression because I think she's got a very back-ended tournament anyways, and with the yeah. Suzu match, it's kind of made it even more so. Uh, but it's going to be fun to see what she does. Yeah, so, we, so we're so we sitting here right now. We both agree the likely final is going to still be Julia versus Tam Nakano. Seems like the way to go. Yeah. Um, just but there's break. enough there to convince yourself that, oh, this could oh, happen, yeah. or, they, oh, they might go this way, which is what they, you want. You just need a hope. They've booked this so well, in my opinion, to – Really have you feel all the emotions of certain wrestlers throughout this tournament? Because mm-hmm. some, like Julia, you know, drops the opening weekend, and you're just like, uh oh, right? Like, sh- is she gonna even be in this? And I saw some people act like that. I was like, you know, that might be more confident she was winning. <laughs> yeah, and and we'll talk about. I think what we're going to do now is go through each competitor, and really just give our thoughts on their tournaments as a whole. Mm-hmm. And then we will talk about the Yokohama Budokan really quick, really quick. And we'll finish it up with talking our favorite matches of the tournament that you should check out uh, if you haven't been watching or if you're behind, because I know a lot of people are behind. I'm not, because I'm psychotic, but some people are. Um, and, you know, the Corker show's not out yet, so I guess technically I'm behind, but not my fault. You haven't seen every match that's happened, Scott. I wish I had. Um, <laughs> I, I would if I could, Okay. But oh, it's they're already putting them up. Nice two matches. Beautiful. Up so I know let's, I'm let's stop. So this much show. for going to bed. Watch early. everything that's still there. <laughs> so much for going to bed early, everybody. Uh, anyways, anyways, back to what we were talking about here. Uh, so we're gonna talk each competitor, how we're feeling. We're gonna start at the bottom of each block, make our lives a little bit easier. Uh, Momo Coco, how have you thought she's fared? And of course, she's one and seven. She wasn't even supposed to be in this tournament to begin mm. with. Uh, but how, how have you enjoyed her matches? Look, I think she's done well, all things considering. She wasn't meant to be there. I don't think anyone was expecting her to be at five-star level necessarily, so it was always going to be a bit of a, a well, reach for Dave her. Dave to... was a judge of that. So. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry for assuming Dave's opinions on Momo Kogo. Uh, but I thought she's handled herself well. Like, yeah. no standout matches, but she's delivered amicably. Uh, you're seeing the potential there for what she could be. And she's had memorable moments. Like, I absolutely loved the uh, antics she had with Saki Kashima to get her that first win. Um, so, look, cons- all things considering... Good job, Momo. Good job, Superior Momo. All right, watch yourself. Uh, yeah, she's done fine. She's filled in. She's gave competitive looks. You know, nothing bad. If this is your weakest person in the block, you're doing something right, Stardom. Unagi Sayaka, two points, one and six. Not where anyone expected her to be. Uh, you know, she's, she's below too my focused Sakurai. on the Cosmic Rules match. 
Two, yeah. So much so we have a second one, but I'm not talking about that. <laughs> and probably uh, a third one this round. Uh, um, how, how have you felt about Unagi's tournament? Well, I sort of mentioned a bit earlier, it's been disappointing in the sense that, you know, she hasn't scored a lot of wins, but it just kind of felt like she's been a background character, which isn't Unagi's strength. She's normally more out there and, you know, drawing attention onto her stories and her matches. So I, I've been disappointed because of that. Um, yeah. She had the story last year with the handshaking this year. Yeah, occasionally there'll be a match with story behind it, like with the Risa Sarah match. But lately, yeah, just she's there, which isn't her strength. No, I think my, you know, points-wise, it's whatever. I don't care about that. Hmm. It, it's the matches, because I think Unagi is actually very good. Like, she's very good in her role and what she does. Hmm. She's had some great matches over the past year. So I, I have been a little let down from her match output. Like, if we were to compare her and Mina... I think it's night and day in terms of who's having the better competitor. Yeah. And I think Unagi's a better wrestler than me and Shirakawa. So that's nice. mostly the sad part of it. Um, but I'm excited to see her match with Tam, for example, from the Cork. And I think that's her chance to be her best match. They work really, really well mm. together. I love I love their title match from last year. I actually think that's Unagi's best match of her career. So, you know, that's probably where okay. I'm at. The Risa Sarah match was good. The Shuri match was right. good. Itami was decent. It's just, yeah, it's not lived up to what she's at her best. Yeah, and she doesn't even feel like that great underdog either. She just... No. That was her story last year. Yeah, it was, but she won sometimes. I I would have liked if she... (laughs) That's why she's no longer an underdog, because she's proven she she can figure herself out. I think she only went like 500. It's not even like she like won one, but... She did a lot better. She got the big. She got a big win over Tam, and that was first night, I think. So straight away, that kind of yeah. changed the discussion of the story for her. Yeah, I think she still gets a decently sized win. Uh, she has a few <laughs> shots. Um, Saki, Saki, all caps. Um, my best <laughs> way to describe her has been steady. Nothing's mm. been really bad or bad. Nothing's been really good or good. Just kind She's of been whelming. It's been fine. Yeah, whelming is a good one. She's been. She's been fine. Like, she's fit her role. She has kind of these good sprints with some people. Like, her sprint with, uh, was it her makeup? Yeah, makeup the Budokan was really fun. Mm-hmm. It was just really quick, and it kind of ended. So it's like, oh, well, I, I can't do much with that, but thank you. <laughs> yeah. um, that's kind of been her run, and it, she's fit her role. She's, a, she's someone that can beat anyone, but can also lose to everyone. Yeah, I think probably the the most scathing condemnation you could probably say about this is I don't see people watching this five-star Grand Prix going, I'm going to go find Saki matches yeah. outside of it. You know, like you look at Suzu, you look at Reese, you look at uh, Iroha last year. Like if people didn't know who they were, you could yeah. see them earning new fans. Yeah. Saki, I, I mean, Which is maybe... really funny because Saki's part of a faction. In <laughs> yeah, but like she, she's... She's not a top tier wrestler, no. um, but she hasn't necessarily stepped up above what I was. She's a good role she's... player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you bring her off the bench, and she yeah. does what you need to do. But she's not going to win your game. She's not clutch yeah. necessarily. She took Kyrie's spot, so hard to live up to that. Uh, anyways, <laughs> uh, Saki Kashima. I think the best way to explain her. By the way, speaking of great role players, there may not be a better role player in the history of stardom. Than Saki Kashima, she plugs mm. into she plugs into spots better than most, as we saw with the match with Shuri last year. 
Yeah. Uh, for those who may forget, also was voted very high by Japanese fans. It's one of their favorite starter matches of the year. Um, and I didn't quite art- think it was that good. But... No, I didn't either. But... <laughs> yeah, that was a surprising one. Her artist of style- title run this time around has really showcased how great she Absolutely. is. Absolutely. And I think, again, she's fitting her role perfectly. Mm. She is the best tournament spoiler in wrestling, in my opinion. Yeah, she, she's denied off in the sense of, like, you're not going to have a hard, like, the person facing yeah. Saki Kashima is not going to come away with tons of bruises sure disagrees. and worn out. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, as you said, she's the ultimate role player. Uh, yeah. The only person I was sort of thinking in history, like, I would be leaning maybe Natsu Samir as well, but she's not as versatile as Saki Kashima yeah. in that respect. So, yeah. yeah, she's done exactly what you needed from her this tournament, uh, and she's proving why you want her in this kind of position. She's right. too Saki- valuable. Saki Kashman also has the best finisher in wrestling. You can, you can so, so that too. Uh, we'll, we'll go right through these two. Koguma and my Sakurai. Uh, for Koguma, I think she's been the most underwhelming wrestler in this entire tournament. Uh, she's a great wrestler who has become the night off for a lot of people. Mm, uh, mm. You know, she does her bear thing and then they just kind of playfully go around and either she gets a roll up win or she loses nothing, nothing to it. Very, very upsetting tournament in my eyes for someone that I thought could have really been an underrated wrestler going into this. I, I could understand anyone walking out of this and be like, what, what is everyone talking about? And I gotta also say, she doesn't really do much in her tag title matches either. So it's not even like you know she's showcasing. She just kind of, mm-hmm. she's just kind of there. Yeah, she's a slight comedy character that occasionally has to get serious. I I think you had higher expectations for her in this tournament than I did because it, it's been about what I was expecting uh, from her this tournament. So it's been fine. But, yeah, it's been a night-off kind of match for the most part. And I think she would really benefit from one or two of her remaining matches, sort of kicking it up a gear and just kind of going, yes, it's been all fun and games, but I, I can, you know, Where's the person that was, you know, beating Ia Shirai for the high speed championship all those years ago? Yeah, um, and my Sakurai, you know, she she's kind of filled that Unagi role from last year. Mm. Um, she's getting some shocking wins, of course, the big one against Hameka. Um and yeah, she's a spoiler in a sense, but it's clear Stardom likes her. Um, you know. I've talked to some people that have kind of hinted maybe she got some of Tekla's points too. She yeah, that would main, be fair call. The main earner of that, which would make a lot of sense because, of course, mm. Tekla did miss this tournament. She would not have went the uh, <laughs> Kota pass. Uh, so, so she's benefited a lot, but I, th- I don't think she's been bad. I think she's yeah. been, been – she's – She's a lot better than she was last year. We've talked about her improvement a number of times. It's been nice to see her have a nice little tournament here. Nothing special, but she's fit a role. It's a low-key important uh, sort of arc for her because, yes, she'd started to prove herself worthy of the position and the focus she was getting, uh, but it's a bit easier in a tag situation where you can maybe be hidden a bit sure. more, especially when Julia was by your side. But this has been sustained efforts where she's had to prove herself against a mixture of opponents and a mixture of styles. And, yet, yeah, like, she's not walking away as my favourite of the tournament or anything, but <laughs> she's done she's done her job well. And like, I feel more confident now, having seen her progression and now seeing how she's performed here, so... Good job, my Sakurai. Risa Sarah, someone I think that's earned a lot of fans, mm-hmm. uh, whether it be through this tournament or her match with Shuri, of course. I think, 
You know, so Risa Sarah is someone that I say that I wish I've seen her whole career because she'd probably be one of my favorite wrestlers of all time, let alone now. I think she, I think she's fantastic for the way she's able to switch between being this, you know, fantastic deathmatch wrestler to someone that is incredible inside the ring. Um, you know, she hasn't had matches that are like, wow, that was a match of the tournament type matches, mm. but she's had matches where you, I think you walk away from them and be like, wow, that was really good, including the one from the Yokohama Budokan with Unagi. It was mm. really short, but it was really effective in how they told it, and I think she's great at that. I don't want her or Suzu Suzuki ever going away full-time from stardom because I, <laughs> I think they fit their roles perfectly. Yeah, Reese has been wonderful in this tournament. I absolutely agree. She's not – I don't think any of her matches are a match of the tournament no. for her, for me. But she's had a whole bunch of Tier 2 and Tier 3 matches, um, sure. which is good. Like, that's there's nothing to sort of be disappointed about that with. The only thing I would say is uh, I hope she's uh, going to ice her knees after this tournament. Oh, my God, dude. Like, 60% of her offense is knee-based. And, like, that the, – the final knee drop she did to Anagi, she got some bounce off of that yeah. top rope. And yeah. I mean, I feel bad for Nagi's ribs because they had to take all of that. But the, yeah, like my knees are bad and I don't wrestle. I can't imagine what she's going through. Uh, the way I you know talk about this sometimes is like Rena has that as her finisher now, the mm. double knees, and I was like, yeah, she has like one of the most devastating uh, you know moves in wrestling now because it looks like it hurts. And then I watch mm. Risa Sarah's, and I'm like, oh. You can actually make it more brutal. However, I mean, what happens when an eighty-pound teenager isn't doing it? Yeah, well, Risa Sarah, she's great, um, and I, I hope that her and Suzu do enter tag league. I think they could have a phenomenal run if that's the case. Uh, Tam Nakano, I think my best way of saying this is she's having the exact tournament that you expect from Tam Nakano, right? She's gonna take some nights off, mm. but she's gonna she's gonna go all out for the matches she wants to, and you know. Save all your energy for that final ten. That's okay with me because that's the match I'm most looking forward to. Yeah, she's been good, but she's been quiet. Um, she also said, has really the well. most matches left. Yes, yeah, that's a, yeah. She hasn't had as many chances as well outside of Suzu. She hasn't had as many chances right. to showcase yeah, yeah. what she's you know can do. Uh, yeah, I, I think this is, you know starting now is when Tan Nakano really kicks it up a gear overall, and I think it will begin with the Unagi match because that is going to be classic. Ham storytelling. Uh, she's going to pull her out of Anagi, and well, I presume it's already happened. We haven't seen it yet, but I could be making myself look like a fool. Uh, but I'm ninety percent sure there's going to be a classic Tam Road style match, which will lead into the Tam to win the tournament story truly kicking off. Yeah, yeah, she's not going to win the tournament, but it's going to be an emotional journey in that final. I'm telling you, uh, trying trying to get myself mentally prepared for that. Uh, Shuri, Shuri, last year's MVP by far. Yeah. Uh, last year's winner, of course, the World of Stardom champion. Yeah, she got all the accolades. She doesn't need that many accolades <laughs> from us right now. Um, she's had some great matches, as mm-hmm. you expect. You know, she's done what she can with all of her opponents, right? right? Like, <laughs> she's not wrestling all, like, we know the Red Stars block is the weaker one. So mm-hmm. I never expected her to repeat as MVP. But when she gets matches against people that level, she hasn't missed. I, I, when we're prepping this uh, particular podcast, I was thinking, okay, who's been standouts and stuff? And I looked at her and I'm like, oh, she's been, 
not disappointing, but she hasn't sort of drawn drawn my eye attention she, like she last year. She made it unfair after last year, man. Yeah, like, but like I say that, and then have, I, like, the greatest run I, ever. I looked at like the matches other wrestlers have had. I'm like, okay, Utami's had good matches against Duh, 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 Shuri. Himika's had good matches against XY Shuri. Yeah. Jimmy's had good matches, and I realized like. Okay, Shuri hasn't drawn my attention probably because I've just been focusing on everyone else. But Shuri's had so many great matches. Yeah. So it's not yeah. been quiet. It's just after last year and as the Red Belt champion, I'm not necessarily like the, the, the expectation's so high with her that what she's done hasn't been a standout, but it has been a standout. Sure. No, I, I totally agree. And I think it's hard for her in mm. a lot of ways to live up to where she's been, I think her match with Jamaica from this tournament and her match with Tommy and her match with Azumi stand out as just three great ones, like you said. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you did name exactly those three. Which Micah was fantastic as well. Micah was great too. Micah winning uh, was even better, you know, just change it up, obviously. But, yeah, I mean, sure, Shuri's playing, like, she's she's just has the hardest situation because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, well, you had the greatest – you may be the single greatest full tournament I've ever seen last year. And now you're not doing that. So you're slacking. No, you're actually not. <laughs> I, but you, Fail. You, you've actually delivered yes. every match you're supposed to. So yeah. thank you. Uh, let's move on here. Utami Hayashishida. Still a lot of matches to go. Mm. I think Utami has quietly been a potential MVP candidate. Uh, she has two of the best matches, I think, in the tournament against Shuri and Micah. Yeah. And she has a good road to the end of this tournament, too, which could be very interesting. But uh, I think people are kind of sleeping on Tommy, but she's woken up for the tournament, as we all hoped. Yeah, she, she grew her hair out, which means she means business. Um, ignore the photos of her at the women's fan event where she had short hair again. Um, they're totally not extensions. Yeah, she's done really well. Uh, again, hasn't necessarily been a stand. I don't think the story's been surrounding her, which is probably the main reason yeah. she stood out more. Just than she kind has. of Tommy. Yeah, yeah, she's she's doing her thing. She's the Red Queen, and she's fantastic at what she does. Yes, yes. Um, Micah. And Jamaica will kind of squish them into one because I think they've everyone always does. Well, I think they've had similar, similarly great tournaments. Yeah, um, I think Micah's a legitimate tournament wrestler. We've already seen it before. You know, mm. she proved that last year. Um, she proved it again this year. She has some big wins, big matches, uh, big performances. Like her, her most recent match against Tam was really good. It was really quick, so it's like mm. it was a sprint. But she's had a really good turn. And then the more Mike is forced to sprint, the better, I think. I agree. I agree because then you get into the long epic. Though, her and Utami shocked, I think, everyone of the way they executed that because you yeah. kind of expected them to go full epic. And then they're like, no, nah, let's just be the two powerhouses and just absolutely <laughs> wreck each other. Um, and Hameka as well. She's had a, she had a really, really good tournament. That's coming from someone that doesn't have the Hameka bias, like my friend here. Yeah. No, I don't hate her either. I was just saying, I don't, have the, I don't have the deep bias that you have. No, no. She's had a really solid tournament. Obviously, she's at the top. You know, her tournament's pretty much over, so we kind of have an idea of, like, yeah. what she's done. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to that match with Micah on the final night. That should be that should be a great way for them both to cap off what has been great tournaments for them. Himika's had a really good tournament, and she's had the benefit of, I think, the the first half of the tournament has kind of told a Himika story because she has been front-running. She's been getting some key matches early, so she's benefited from that. Uh, I think Micah has been more impressive because I I don't feel like people were paying attention to 
her story. And then all of a sudden she's racking off these big wins and getting huge moments and really sort of commanding the attention. Whereas Himika, I think people were watching, not because it was Himika, but just the way the tournament was structured benefited Himika's exposure more than Micah. So both have done brilliantly. I'm a Himika person, but Micah's had a standout tournament. I have to agree with that. And, of course, the final Red Stars block participant, Azumi, who currently leads and, you know, she's doing what you kind of expect from her. Have a great yeah. tournament. Have some great spo- – uh, you know, she actually just won. She hasn't really yeah. got a spoiler. She, did she beat the time of a Canadian destroyer into the Zumi sushi. Yeah, which was so clean, by the way. It was like, oh. it was like perfection. You couldn't yeah. have done it any better than she did. Um, Azumi's – as ready as anyone on this roster to make the next step. Mm. So it's really nice to see her get wins, even though we don't really expect her to be in contention in terms of winning this. Yeah. It's just nice to see her there. It's nice to see I her I would there. like her to go all the way just because, like, her 20th birthday is on the night of the final, yeah. and Rossi should give her the ultimate birthday present. Too bad she's getting the heartbreak via Saki Kashima. Yeah, yeah, and she can't <laughs> even drink yet. Which is no, the worst thing. No. You can't drink a sorrow. Saki will, Saki will for her. Don't worry. Saki's got her covered. <laughs> Saki will get sake for I'm her. I'm sure Micah does too. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, she, she, she's really, um, she's better as me. <laughs> like, she, yeah, I don't yeah. think. This I hasn't been a surprise in terms no, of quality. No. And, and I think she has a future MVP tournament in her in the future. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say this has been the one. She's not really in the block to do so either. Um, but she definitely has one in the future, which I really do look forward to. Um, match that she had was the one with Tam, I think. Did she wrestle Tam yet? Uh, yes. Yeah, like that was really fun because you got to see high-speed Tam, which mm. is like something we don't get to see all that much. Yeah. Um, she's really good at it, so that's a future match I'd love to see for a title someday, but it's a matter of if we will by the time uh, a certain Tam account maybe puts, uh, hangs up the boots, but you know, I believe her when she says she'll never do it now. <laughs> yeah, it almost felt like that announcement with Natsupoi came quite poignant with some of us saying, oh, well, yeah. she's got a couple of years and then she's done. I would love – I don't want Tam to go anywhere. I think she's at no. the top of her game. So mm. uh, Blue Stars block, the A block in a lot of ways, right? <laughs> it's like it's the elite block. It's the block where you kind of just have all hits, no misses. Even mm. the lower people have been really enjoyable. So let's talk about it. Uh, Hanan, 0-9, but – I think Hanan has done exactly what you wanted to see from her in this tournament. Yeah. She's shown improvement each and every match, and it paid off this past weekend. We'll talk about that in a few minutes. Um, but she feels confident now. You know, you and me talked about it. You know, the match with Mayu, while good because of the story, did have sloppy points. Mm. There's no more. It's not really sloppy anymore. It's very clean. And, and she almost feels like now when she's fighting the future division, it's like, oh, well. She's kind of over that now. Like I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for the next step. She's wrestling all these A tier people. Like let's get her wrestled there. Uh, she is developing into the future. Whether she's a franchise player or a cornerstone or a pillar or whatever stupid language you want to use as the future of a company, she is absolutely showing all the signs of being that. Yeah, this is what we needed to see from her because she's been good in the future tournament, but like you're not going to get five star matches from that. And you like she needs these matches with the main eventers and the top of the game wrestlers to kind of lift her to that next level because she's not getting you know she's not going to learn how to do that against say Arena 
or Hina or something like that. So, yeah, yeah she's been constant. She's been steady, even though I wasn't as enamored with the Maya match as others because of that sloppiness. I think it's an important learning step. You know, you have to sure. have these slight missteps and five-star block is a great way to have them because then you've got your next match a yeah. week later and you can erase your mistakes. So yeah. it's been exactly what Hanan needed, uh, both for her and I think the audience watching her. Yeah, for all different reasons, I think my favorite matches of hers have been the Mayu one because it was her first one. So you just kind of got to see her deal with everything she was dealing with, right? The excitement of being in the tournament, be a little scared, so she messed up a little bit. But also tell that story with Mayu, and Mayu, you know, helped lead her through that despite, I'm sure, a lot of a lot of butterflies mm. that, you know, could knock you off. Uh, the Hazuki one. You know, I think I think stars when they wrestle each other, it's just really good because they're all very comfortable with each other. And the Mirai one, I thought the Mirai mm. one was actually really good as well. Uh, maybe the best pure wrestling match she's had so far. Judo uh, versus judo, baby. Yeah, it works. Out, it works out every time. Works out every time. Uh, Suzu Suzuki, this is a tough one, obviously. <laughs> she has uh, very few matches in her. Yeah. But but I will say this: if she goes at the at the form that she is going right now in terms of match quality, there will be an unquestioned MVP by the end of this because <laughs> she has five matches and they've all been good to great. Yeah. Um, obviously, like, it's been front-loaded a bit now, like, in terms of who she's been facing. Like, her weakest opponent's probably been Natsupoy, and, I mean, is having a career year as well. She's going to have to earn her stripes a bit more in the second half of the tournament. Yeah. But absolutely right, like... There hasn't been a match there where she's had where I've been disappointed. Uh, she's had probably a top two, top three match of the night every time she stepped in the ring. It's been fantastic. And we knew it was going to be. It's just kind of delivering to the hype that we'd already established as super high. I made this note the other day. The fact that she had one of the best matches of the tournament with Mirai mm. gives her a leg up, I think, on everyone else in being MVP because of all the all the competitors she has left that we have like here in the conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like I will be shocked if I'm not saying, Oh, well it, it's Suzuki by default, even though, even though Hazuki, I think, you know, has really been the one so far as MVP. Suzuki has plenty of matches to catch up. Um, not to mention she's come in with a shoulder injury and coming off of COVID. Like she had a horrible beginning to the tournament. Like, yeah. you wouldn't wish that on anyone. We, we almost thought she was going to miss the tournament at one point. Yeah. So yeah. we're just happy to enjoy her. But she goes all out. Uh, we'll talk about her match with Saya in a few minutes. Um, let's pick it up here. We have a few people we can kind of steamroll through. <laughs> Saya, Ida, Mina Sherikawa. Um, I'll keep them in the same group um, as advertised. Mina is, of course, as we've talked about throughout this, definitely mm. stepped up. And I think Saya, Ida stepped up, too. In terms of you know she's the she's the lower person on this card or mm. tournament, but she's had solid matches, nothing bad. It's played well in her style because she's a classic powerhouse underdog, um, yep. and the five star tournament's a perfect story for underdogs to have. Um, and she's she's walked away with more wins than I thought she was going to, and walked away with bigger wins than I was going to. For sure. So by all accounts, both in kayfabe and out, it's been a good tournament for her. Yeah, she's beaten Momo and Tezuki. Can't ask for much bigger wins than that. Um, and Mina Shirkawa, like we said, pretty much this whole podcast. Mina. 
Yeah, five-star media. She shows up. She shows up for the tournament. It's been a good showing. Uh, Starlight Kid and Momo Watanabe. We will definitely stick them in the same one. Uh, both, you know, Momo's obviously a little more underwhelming. She's had more matches. But I think Starlight Kid also kind of belongs in that in terms of points-wise. Mm-hmm. But she's had some great matches. She's had some great matches. You know, Starlight Kid has shown, I think, to anyone that's doubted her, and I don't know why you are anymore if you are, uh, she is as good as anyone. She has some of my favorite matches in this tournament. Uh, the opening night with Saya, of course, was great. The match with Momo Watanabe was excellent. Mm-hmm. And the, the match with Julia is a you know match of the tournament contender. So she's she's been phenomenal. Yeah, neither of them have stormed away with wins. But they've both been incredibly important to the overall quality of the tournament. Mm-hmm. Um, they've delivered every match. They've told the stories they've needed to tell. Momo with the wrench thing obviously is a little disappointing for the Momo fans, but I think it's doing what needed to be done in the I process agree. of this story. And yeah, they're still having amazing matches, which is what you want from them. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, Starly Kid again. She has shown the signs of that baby face in this tournament. It's been really enjoyable to see because the moment it happens. It's, They're the uh, top star. Yeah, she doesn't have a ceiling. It's, it's over uh, for everyone else trying to be a top star. Uh, Natsupoi, Mariah, and Amisure. We'll all kind of stick them into because I think they've all had similar tournaments. I think yeah. Amisure and Mariah have definitely shown improvement, Mariah especially. I'm still light on Amisure. You know, mm. A lot of people, especially Westerners, uh, Western fans here, really – started to like her. I'm still like, eh, you know, eh, I don't, here's my thing. I don't get excited for Ami Suri matches at all. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. like, so that's part of the problem. And like, people were like, oh, that match with Momo was great. I was like, it was okay. Like, I don't know. And, and I like Momo. So like, I kind of expected it to be elevated up, but her match with Suzuki, I thought was her best match of the tournament so far. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Mariah, Mariah has shown, I think all the improvements, you've wanted to see her make, you know, she's had all these big title matches this year. So it's been nice for her to kind of just be at the same level as people instead of yeah. having to be the main event. Mm-hmm. And she showcased a lot of stuff like her match with Mayu was great. Um, you know, good dance partner for that one. Uh, her match <laughs> with Suzu again, another match of the tournament contender, right? Match of the mm-hmm. tournament contender, uh, which, you know, those two just probably should be rivals forever. They just have, instant magic. Uh, but she's really shown improvement. That's been enjoyable. Yeah, look, Mariah's had a low-key, one of my favourite tournaments so, uh, mm-hmm. sort of runs this year. Uh, yeah. The matches you've mentioned have all been fantastic, but there's not been many matches where I've been disappointed with what yeah. she's done. And I think she's really coming to her own, kind of showing what we were seeing glimpses of earlier in the year. This is kind of, yeah, Mariah, what we're getting now is uh, showing what why Rossi is sort of Super pushed her, so to speak. Amy Sarai, look, I agree with you. She's doing well. Um, I'm not super excited for Amy Sarai's matches, but I think it's only because like she's filling a role which I'm not, like. I like Hosses, but we've got Hosses in stardom now, so her matches aren't necessarily unique enough at this stage to draw me in like some of the others are. But look, she has done well. She's done better than I was going to give her credit for, and that's a point. Yeah, she's done well. Like. Yeah, she's her, not been the standout wrestler of the tournament, but she continued to have her incredible year run in this tournament, and she's doing what she needs to do. I think she's had three great matches, um, and I think it's given her this amazing chance to 
get used to the cosmic angels, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I joke and tweet that she's the cosmic angel because I don't think <laughs> anyone embodies what that idea is more than Natsupoi. Like the moment she walks out there, you're just kind of like, wow, she should have probably been in this group since day one, huh? Um, and, it's, and I said after the, you know, entrance the other day, I was like, you know, it's a crime we didn't get this sooner. It really is because they're just so perfect together. Um, Natsupoi, you know, for me, she is my breakout stardom wrestler of the year in terms mm. of, and, and she's probably a contender for next year too, but she every big match she's had to be in, she's delivered. Every story she's been in, she's delivered. And, you know, she's just been great. I don't count Mariah in breakout because Mariah wasn't here. <laughs> like, yeah. like she she broke out as a wrestler, not not mm. as a stardom wrestler. She broke out as a wrestler. Uh, but I think Natsupoi had a solid tournament. Um, Natsupoi's put herself into, like, you could see her being the white belt champion. And I didn't necessarily see that six six months to a year ago. Right. Yeah, it would almost be upsetting if she doesn't get it mm. at this point, which credit to her still um, young enough to sort of stick around and get that opportunity to yeah yeah weird for me to kind of put these two in the same conversation but i think they're the two that have been incredible obviously but also they they had a drop recently so let's just talk about them both uh they're tied at 11 uh julia and my tiny julia truthfully like if we're talking about mvp and i still think she's winning so i can't counter and she she has had a phenomenal tournament in terms of yeah. matches, in terms of storytelling, just fantastic stuff every time she goes out there. You know, sh- her getting her head shaved last year and just completely transforming as a wrestler has brought her from, you know, she's great, she has a look, blah, 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 to she is one of the best in the world. It's unquestioned. You know, she's not doing the whole grappling thing anymore that people, you know, <laughs> get scared about no she goes in there she hits you as hard as she can and you just go right back at her her match with mayu for example she hit a back body drop off the opening bell to pour mm. mayu right onto her neck and i was like oh it's go time. Right. she was wanting that she also has multiple i think she might have three or two matches in my top five in this tournament yeah she's just been Absolutely. She's got two of my top five and then, like, one just on the periphery. Yeah. And I, I partially didn't have that in the top five because I felt awkward about having three. Like, kind of like with Shuri last yeah. year, I didn't want to just stack the top five. Yeah, well, Shuri, Shuri matches. but Shuri was so crazy last year. She was the winner but also the MVP because it was just yeah. so unfair. Um, I think Julie's we're getting, getting that to again that this point. Year. I was going to say, Julie's getting to that point. Yeah. Um, and she has some crazy matches left to really just be like, oh, no, she was the best. Um, yeah. Uh, and we'll talk about Mayu in a second because we'll never leave out Mayu. But I just want to hear <laughs> your your full thoughts on Julia as a competitor here. Yeah, look, she's been my MVP of the tournament. For all the reasons you said, like, match quality has been fantastic, whether it's been the high end or the low end stuff. Uh, really, the only disappointment was against Mina Shiratara, and that's not because the match was yeah. bad. It's just I, I didn't want submission Mina. I wanted That was the vibe of the night, Mina. to be yeah. fair. Yeah, but like again, like that's probably the only downside that she's yeah. had this tournament. The story has been there from her losing the first two matches and building back up. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, this has been Julia's tournament, both to win and to tell a story. So, sure. yeah, All yeah, it, it's gonna be upsetting almost if like she doesn't because I'm like, oh, I'm so ready for this red belt. Mm. Like, let's let's go. No offense to Shuri, she's been great for the past two years almost now, but. 
it's Julia's time. <laughs> like it couldn't be more <laughs> Julia's time. She she has found her stride. She is so ready to be the person of this company. They've timed um, it well. Because I think this time last year, like a lot of people had her winning the tournament last year. Who knows if she was meant to. It was too know. quick. Yeah, I think it would have upset a lot of people because Julia kind of had that super push. And I think she needed that extra yeah. year and the downswing of Donna Del Mondo, things not going her way all the time like they had. It's really benefited her character to then swing back in. And I think now is the right time for Julia to finally reach what we're all expecting, if maybe not waiting for, but definitely expecting. People are going to hate that Julia is one of the best storytellers in this company as well. She is. Uh, her match with Natsupoi is mm. just like some of the best storytelling of the year in stardom. Poor Natsupoi. But, <laughs> but after that match... person she, for that match, though. She plays exactly. the, the beat-up baby face better than anyone in the tour, uh, company. And you see the, you know, the face-to-face between her and Tam after. You're like, if this isn't the final, then what are we doing? And I think... <laughs> Literally, like, Stardom couldn't tell a better story of Julia's first major win being against Tam Nakano to win the tournament. It would mm. it would be perfect because that's the last time she had a major anything, really. Mm. Like, yeah, she had tag titles, and yeah, she's won some tournament matches, but this is different. This is different, and I really am looking forward to that. And Mayu Itani, of course. We will never forget about the great <laughs> Mayu Itani, who, you know, quietly is just having another great tournament. Very quietly. It's like, I don't know if she's had anything here, but she's, mm. like, her match with Julia is, like, that close, if anything. And I love that match. And I, I admit, I have some, you know, personal favoritism towards no. that match because of my fans of both of them. But, like, she's just had an incredible tournament. And truthfully, if Julia wasn't doing what she's doing, and Hazuki wasn't doing what she was doing. My only time would probably be walking away with the MVP. But it's just because I think her consistency has been, like, even against the low competitors like an Ida or Hanan, she's just had really solid matches with them that I've really enjoyed. But, of course, like I said, she doesn't have that match of the tournament yet. Mm-hmm. She still can. She still can. Her versus Momo last year was my favorite or one of my favorites um, of, like, a, there was a lot. Okay, on that final day, especially that you know, probably <laughs> probably pushed it down a little, but up until then, it was my favorite. Um, she's just she's just as consistent as anyone can be. I actually have her and Julia spoiler alert in my top five. Um, I think overall, like it's been a good tournament for her, and like the the the, the floor. That's my six matches. Match, yeah, that's fair. Her <laughs> floor has been phenomenal. Like she yeah. had a bad match. I right. just think maybe, yeah, it has been such a quiet tournament for her and it just feels like she's there, she's going in, having a good match, going out. The tournament hasn't centred around she's her as a storyteller. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's kind of weird. Yeah, uh, like I don't have weird. her in my top performers and I think it's just because almost like Shuri in a sense, she just hasn't stood out to me when maybe she should have. Only Shuri, I was able to point to more matches like best t- uh, match of the tournament, match of the tournament, match of the tournament. So. Yeah. Like, you know, I, if people follow me, um, you know I rate like every single match. Blah, 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 blah. I think she has the lowest floor mm. out of anyone. Like her worst match, highest floor. 
highest floor. Sorry. Yeah. yeah sorry. Worst floor <laughs> in terms of like when she's bad, she's hard. No, no, she has the yeah the highest floor. I think like the lowest I've given her is like off the top of my head three and a quarter or something like that, which is really good. It's mm-hmm. really good. You yeah. know, if that's um, your worst match in a tournament, and she's had you know, I think three standout matches. Personally, it's just not at the top level. And again, it's Mayu Utani, so it's like. You just expect this, so it's almost unfair for her. Yeah. Like Shuri, like you said. Yeah. I think that was a great comp. Um, and the final two, Sayakamitani and Hazuki. We'll talk Sayakamitani here. Sayakamitani has been an interesting one because, obviously, she's been dominant. Um, she, it wasn't until her match with Hazuki, which I adored, but that's selfish. Again, whatever, <laughs> whatever. Um, it, was just, it was just so physical that I never imagined it. Um, that was her like tournament defining match for me. Finally, took her a while. Um, her match with Kid was great, but mm. not that level. She's been weird though, because it's like she's had such an amazing year that it's again unfair for her. She's in that Mayu Sai uh, Shuri yeah. thing where it's like, well, I expected even more from you mm. because you're of your year, but you and I look back and I'm like, oh well, you've actually had a great tournament. It's just. Mm. Every like you said, the stories and they haven't been focused on them. Yeah, I I was shocked when I saw that she had like ten points already because I I just I don't remember a lot of her matches yeah. and it was almost like oh okay she's gonna have a really busy back half of the tournament and that's not necessarily been the case and yeah it's not because she's had bad matches she they just haven't necessarily underwhelming ones. Yeah, I, I think ultimately she just hasn't stood out and. In a way, you would say, well, that's a bad thing, but I also know she's capable of standing out because of the white belt run she's had. So I'm not – like, it doesn't make me concerned for her future as a top-tier yeah, wrestler. It's yeah, just maybe almost like Tam Nakano just hasn't turned it up for this tournament. Yeah, talk to us in five minutes when we uh, go and sing the praise of her versus Suzuki. Uh, anyways, anyways, because they gave us a hint of what their amazing championship match would be. Yes. Um, hint, hint. Drops each throws person off of apron. Hint. Yeah. It's an aggressive hint. Uh, the worst thing about that was it was slightly sloppy, and I'll fix that up. You say it's slightly sloppy, but it was terrifying. <laughs> it's like no one was there to catch Saya, and she like landed. She landed flat, so she couldn't hurt herself. But it was just terrifying. That was like was, the best executed high spot they had. Yeah. The, the top it, it jump over thing didn't work. The Harakarana didn't work. And then even like a little snap and a, a drop kick didn't work. So the fact they had as good a match as they did despite I was all of that. Say, like, they had all those mistakes and yet they still had like this excellent match. Not a, mm. not a match of the tournament, but just excellent it stuff. It could there. have been if that, if the oh, it would have probably been, it, if they hit all of their spots perfectly, it would have probably been the match of the tournament, mm. which again, can't stress enough how good it was anyways. Uh, <laughs> Hazuki, Hazuki, our last competitor here, uh, someone that has been, you know, fantastic. She started off 7-0, mm. dropped three since, but she, you want to talk about consistency. I mean, she goes out there, she has excellent matches. She's had the best match for a lot of people in this tournament, I think, including Ami Saray, for example. Mm. Um, I haven't seen her match with Saida yet, but I'm kind of confident that probably was too. Um, you know, she just lifts up a lot of people, probably Hanan too. For yeah. example, yeah. off the top of my head, she she goes out there and she just has so much energy every time. And that match with Saya, that match with Julia, those are two that really stand out to me, especially just she's violent. She's a violent. Like, <laughs> you, you talk about the violence of Suzuki and Julia all the time, but 
Hazuki, you know, she, she she gets her she gets her violence in. She's arguably been the most consistent wrestler in this tournament, yeah. and I, I guess I would put her in a similar block to. She's been a slightly better version of Himika in the sense mm-hmm. that she benefited from the story being about her sure. in the first sure. half of the tournament, uh, but she had more consistency in her match quality and like it felt like the first half of the tournament was Hazuki. And even yeah. though now, obviously, the the gas has been taken off her a little bit, she's still going to be delivering because, like, yeah. you can send her out there and you know you're going to get, like, a three, three-and-a-half-star match out of her just about minimum. Yeah, well, guess what? She's got Mayu Moto left, so yeah. I expect a little higher. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you say, you know, you expect those. Well, she's passing. She's going to go right past that, but I appreciate you being generous. Uh, I'm yeah, talking about the floor. Yeah, I, we we you know we went through all of her matches, all of everyone's matches, all of mm. everyone's tournaments, and I think this is our best time to just briefly talk about the Yokohama Budokan. We kind of talked about all the tournament matches as we did that. Yep. Um, is there any brief thoughts you have about those before we really quickly talk about the title matches, which did happen? I think people forget about those. Uh, no, I think like yeah, everything that needed to be said has been said. The only thing I would add is Azumi Utami was. Kind of, I think it's getting underrated in how good it was just because yeah, it was a quick sprint and it was surrounded by bigger impacting matches. Mayu Julia was harder hitting and Suzu Sire was harder hitting. So I don't think people are necessarily focusing on just how fun yeah. that match was because the rule is, like you mentioned, stars always go hard. If you've got Queen's Quest versus Queen's Quest, you know it's going to be absolutely fantastic because they see that as an opportunity to just go balls to the wall. Absolutely. Um my two cents, and I'm not just going to talk about uh, GP matches. I'm just going to talk about pay-per-view as a whole. I think it's one of their best shows of the year from top to bottom because everything executed, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Everything did what it was supposed to achieve, whether it was you know, just a great match, exceeded expectations, or the match like Risa Sarah versus Nagi was perfectly executed the way they did yeah. that entire match. Hameka and Saki, I thought, was very well executed the way they did mm. that match. And then, of course, you had the great GP matches of Saya and Suzu and uh, Azumi and Tommy and, of course, Mayu and Julia. So it's like you had those. And then you had two title matches that also delivered. So it's mm. like I, I couldn't find a flaw. I said, for me... It might be my favorite pay per view since Flashing Champions. That's there was no filler either. That probably benefited them. Yeah, I think this is definitely one of the most consistent shows that they've put on pay per view wise. And I would agree with you in the sense that there wasn't a match that disappointed. Everything was either to the level or above. I think the only reason why it was pulling me down is ultimately the tag match was really good, but I didn't care about it going in and they didn't necessarily make me suddenly care and kind of the same with the artist so like the the show was headlined by two matches that i thought they were going to be good i forgot what the title matches were going into it to be honest (laughs) yeah i forgot what the i forgot what they were i was like oh hanan's in this match that's crazy yeah, whereas, like, some of the other matches, like the Flashing Champions show or the um, the Nagaoka show they had earlier in the year, like, they had matches that even I wasn't expecting it to be amazing, they yeah. went so far above and beyond and got me so invested that they went, they took it to the level. So 
yeah, this this pay per view really good, really consistent, but a step below the highest of stardom for me just yeah. because I didn't have that emotional draw the same way. Yeah, they they didn't have. I think this is pretty clear. They didn't have time to build those stories, which mm. hurt them, right? Because we're in the middle of a five star Grand Prix, so it's like. But that's oh, on them because they booked it to be like this. So yeah, well, the way I looked at it is like, oh, well, they gave us challengers that are obviously going to lose. Yeah. Right, like that's yeah. the way I looked at it. But if you're gonna give us Mariah Amy challenging for the third I'm time gonna, in what three months? Yeah, the main the, the main match I want to talk about is the artist match because mm. I think I don't think you could have exceeded expectations anymore because you look at it, you're like, all right, well, you know, Black Desire, FWC, we know what they can do. Add in Saki, add in Hanan, they'll be great. You know, it'll be yeah. great. You know, it's fine. And then, and then. Hanan has the performance of her career so far. She was the face of that match. She was the center point. Even in the entrance, it was made apparent this is about Hanan. And she was fantastic. She had me on the edge of my seat thinking she could win. I didn't think she was going to win at all going into it. So the, the, new costume, co- the new costume yes, had me wondering. The new costume, the new to be honest, like when I saw like, that. Ah. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, wait a minute. Um, and, you know, this really, I think, puts all together what she's done in the tournament. She's become a more complete wrestler. She has figured out a lot of her moveset. And mm. she, ha- she has confidence. And that showcase here, her and Starlight Kid towards the end was just absolutely brilliant like i thought i was like this is it well this is a future you know yeah. world of stardom title match but the fact that they're doing this now <laughs> it's just it's just so crazy i thought she was the clear star of that match we also got some momo and hazuki you know beating crap out of each other which is never a bad thing <laughs> um, later on yeah it was mostly koguma and saki just kind of being there mm. but hanan's performance you know just made this match so much better than it ever should have been yeah, th- this went above and beyond the expectation, and a lot of that was because Hanan. I wish up. they told that story going in that it was, you know, because you kind of had to make the story in the match, right? Yeah. You, yeah. There was no sign before their entrance that this was going to be about Hanan, and I wish uh, we could have. Go- well, because I the match was a little made. bit. Be- yeah, the match got made because Hanan wanted yes. to challenge, and from that, that they it. kind of built into it, but. Look, they didn't have the months-long storytelling that they Which could would have been have nice, made. yeah. yeah. They, just any hints, any any further of the story, yes, she won the match. It's the reason they have the match. Hmm. But you want a little more. You you yeah. want the build because you can easily forget about that. Like, I'm sure most people did watching this. It's like, all right, this is happening. And hmm. then they delivered, so it didn't matter. But it would have been nice. Yeah, it's, yeah. and on a match out... Uh, her best ever match. She performed yeah. to a level I wasn't expecting. And it really highlights what the five star has done for her. I also like that it was Starlight Kid that kind of became, because these artist championships, there's always, it turns out there's like the final two people that are in there for the last 10 minutes of a match. It's just the way Stardom tell these stories. I'm glad it was Starlight Kid here because Saki has kind of been the story for the first couple of artists defenses and looking at who's in for the next one i'd say momo is going to be the main main story character for the next one so i'm glad starlight kid got this one and she worked wonderfully with hanan it is a future world of stardom matches you World mentioned. wonder whatever you want it to be both of them 
probably main event. It's a future main yes. event. Yes, and it's going to be the kind of thing when they do the video package in three, four years, they're going to use this footage from the match. And we're going to be like, oh, that's right. This is where it all began, essentially. Yeah. Also, that uh, that backdrop driver that she hit, I was like, oh, my God, she's going to win. And then they just saved it. I was like, that was, that was brilliant. Good yeah. job, guys. But, uh, but also, she had to have it broken up by outside people, which yes. is a testament to that Visual movie. pin. And she kicked out of the moonsault from Starlight Kid, which that is was even a lot That's what I people. thought they were going to win. That's what I thought yeah. she was going to win. I was like, oh, my God, it's going to happen. And she did <laughs> but fantastic artist match. Um, and credit to Oedo Tai. They've been fantastic since hmm. the beginning of the year when they were tag- in the tag title picture and when they had the tag titles. You know, they've, they've just been – Starlight Kid and Momo have been amazing together. Better than I think anyone could have imagined because Momo Oz was so good together. Yeah. That's like, oh, yeah, you can't, you can't make up for that. <laughs> I think they have. It makes sense to replace Azumi with Starlight Kid. Um, and full credit to Stardom as well. These artist championships went from the token title to get passed around like a hot pocket to being a championship that feels important. Yeah. And it's not just from Oeno Tire, it was from the previous couple of champions as well. They've really done some impressive rehab on this championship. You know, it's my best way to give it credit. They it, The title has went from a title where you were okay it being on a recorded Corkin or Ediana Saka Arena to Shinkiba for string. Right. To I need this I need this match live. Like I, I need mm. to see this match live. So like you said, credit to them. Uh but yeah, that, that's that's it from the Oklahoma Budokan. I think we passed enough time on that. Uh also <laughs> the uh finish, by the way, of Suzu and Saya was Yes. Like the, the German and then doing like the chaos theory of rolling through and the German again. I was like, oh man, these two are going to have the greatest. Time. And she hasn't been using that as a finisher much lately, which was a nice yeah. little kind of yeah. throwback to what she's all about. Yeah, yeah. More Suzu Suzuki winning. That's that's what we're signed up for. <laughs> uh, but all right. Top five matches of the tournament. You don't have to do it in any order. I'm not going to make you do it in order. Thank you. I just <laughs> want your I don't know five. what my order would be. So we'll go back and forth. Uh, yep. No order because I can't do an order either. I probably have my number one, but I really don't. But I'll start. I'll just do chronological, and make my life easier. Um, so I'll do. Are you smart to do it that way? Well, I just have. Oh, that like, one the, I literally have them in order from like the first yeah. show and on, so I just know it's it's easiest way to not forget anything too. Um, I'm going to start with Suzuki and uh, Julia from the opening night. That's a match that I absolutely adored. Uh, I mm-hmm. think I've been pretty open about that. Uh, just the way they kind of finished up that first night, really put an exclamation point on why this is the must-see tournament, why these two are going to be, you know, a fantastic rivals. They're going to have a title match as well, I'm sure, when Julia's champion. And really, it really started off both stories perfectly, mm. right? Yeah. Hazuki's rise to glory, even though she's falling now, but her first seven <laughs> were just special. It was a special mm. watch. And really, now Julia building her way back up. It's been interesting to see her flip the switch. Um, it, it's, it's not the first time I'm going to say Julia. so <laughs> Or Hazuki, I think. <laughs> Spoilers. Um, well, I'll stay on the Julia train. It's the match I kind of basically said was in my top five. Julia versus Mayu from the Okama Budokan. Um, I thought that was just a wonderfully executed story, 15 minutes from bell to bell, just absolutely fantastic. Two of my favourites in stardom right now as well, which all obviously helps. But, yeah, their story has been special since they started, uh, and this was just continuing that. So, uh, My next one. 
uh, is Mirai versus Suzu Suzuki. You know, I loved their new blood match. Loved it. Thought it was fantastic stuff. And then they somehow up themselves, which I didn't. I just didn't think they could because mm. I think uh, we can all agree. You know, Mariah's great. She's she's shown that she's great, but yes. I didn't know she was that level to elevate a certain match with someone we just saw her do it, but she did. She absolutely did. Her her and Suzu went out there. They just put on a amazing Cork and Hall main event. Um, by the way, Suzu now has two Cork and Hall main events in this tournament, just worth noting. Um, <laughs> and she's going to probably have the final match of the five star, if I had to guess, before the final. Yeah. Um, so that match was so good. It also reminded me why, or it not reminded me, but I think it told everyone why Stardom likes Mariah so much. Mm-hmm. And those two should be rivals forever. Like they, they're so good against each other. Yeah, look, I agree so much that I'm going to list this as my second match as well. Uh, it, <laughs> it was a match I hoped would deliver as well as it did, and then it then exceeded what I was expecting from it. Obviously, the New Blood match kind of made me realise, okay, these two have incredible chemistry, uh, but depending on how they were going to follow on from it, and they did it wonderfully. And the fact that it now had the story of Suzu's shoulder, um, it's fed yeah. into Mariah's story, it's fed oh, into Suzu's so story, well. and it's fed into Suzu's mini rivalry with Daichi. Every match she has, those two are jawing, which I absolutely love because it worked with her character so well, both as kind of this violent, kind of slightly crazy wrestler and the fact that she's an outsider. Um, yeah. So everything just... Adding that she's here. a kid too. Exactly. Yeah. It's very so, confident. Uh, almost uh, annoyingly so. Um, which works wonderful because she's kind of more of a heel in stardom and it plays into that cocky character so beautifully. So we're in agreement for this number two match. I'm sure we'll be in agreement for this next one too. I'm actually (laughs) very confident. Uh, Annoyingly confident, I think, fits both of these wrestlers. Julia versus Starlight Kid. Another Cork and Hall main event here. Uh, Just something about these Cork and shows, Trent, that Mm. just they hit every single time. Uh, Julia, you know, masterful work against Starlight Kid anytime they face off. This was different from their title match because Starlight Kid didn't go full baby face. Mm-hmm. She you know she had her mask ripped off and she's fighting like a mad woman the whole time because any any time a mask is ripped it just enhances someone, oh, right? Uh, as many people have seen, I'm sure the pictures of El Desperado and June Kasai. So <laughs> that obviously helps, but this match was such great storytelling. I'm going to talk about Vicious again. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Julia is just, she has been nothing short of incredible. And, I, and I'm not going to name all the matches, but the other one that like is borderline for me was also that Mayu versus Julia one. I think, I think the only reason I'm not putting it in is because I don't want to say Julia three times. <laughs> uh, but, you know, she's been fantastic. And her and Starlight Kid was just one of the best, if not the best, just they're so good against one another. Another future uh, world title match, I think. Yeah, look, you know, we, this is going to be a boring countdown because this was on my list as well. So it's my number three, Julia versus Starlight Kid. I can't really add much more to what you've said. You hit the nail on the head, everything, and then some like fantastic progression from their previous matches. The the mask ripping is now going to be a requirement for every Julia Starlight Kid match. Even if she eventually removes her mask, I'm going to need her to bring back the mask just for the Julia matches or Julia to wear a mask and Starlight Kid rip it off. Um, Whatever, I just need this to happen. Um, 
just fantastic. These guys are just delivering every time. It now feels like Starlight Kid needs to beat Mayu and Julia. Absolutely. Which yeah. is an awesome story for her, right? Mm. She has two just major stories. We had the Saya Kamatani one, but they kind of just moved on from that one really quickly. That, that doesn't have quite the same <laughs> no, story. No, it doesn't have the same so to That's it. more for the championship, not the yeah. just visual of, I finally beat that bitch. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Uh, my next match here, I I said it earlier, but uh, Sayakamitani versus Hazuki. Uh, the story going into this one was, you know, Hazuki sitting at seven and zero. Oh. Mm. Sayakamitani is the Wonder of Storm champion, and there's just a lot of excitement to that. And this is like the first, I think it was the first match I'm naming that didn't have a big venue. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know where they were. I don't even remember, but. I think that's a credit to what they did. They were so violent in this match mm. to a point that I never expected. Like, I know Hazuki's violent, but, yeah. you know, I don't really look at Saya that way necessarily. I don't, I'm sure you don't either. You know, she's, yeah. a, she's a wrestler that kind of embodies some of what Yoshirai does, and, you know, she's more of a flashy wrestler. But mm-hmm. she, she accepted the violence, and they had a fantastic outing against one another. Um, like I said, the only the only bad part of it was that Hazuki lost, so we're not getting a title match. <laughs> I wanted the title match. <laughs> no, no luck for you, Scott. We are now three for four on these uh, this top five list, and they were only three for four is because I didn't want to put Julia, uh, yeah, Julia three times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, look, it was absolutely fantastic. I wasn't as gutted by the fact that Hazuki lost this match, oh, but so I love. The exact sort of reason you mentioned is because Saya Kamatani, she's a yeah, she's a flashing champion. That's her style. She's acrobatic. She's athletic. And in all of her matches for the white belt, she hasn't had a match that tested her violence and physicality to the level that she had in this match. And I really wanted to see how does she respond to just getting walloped in the gob like she did against Suzuki. Uh-huh. And it brought out what I needed from her. Uh, yeah. yeah, despite the fact this tournament hasn't highlighted Saya to the best. This would like if I could just take one match and go, okay, I'm safe and sound with Saya Kamatani as a future big name. This match proved it to me because for all the flashiness, for all the pizzazz, she can get down and dirty and just go hell to yeah. leather. Yeah, I, I said I was going in chronological order, but I'm not. I'm going back in time now. Uh, I'm, I've had a toss up here. He already talked about Julia versus Maya. I want to make this a little interesting and name the most matches possible as well. Um, so I'm going to say Shuri versus Utami Hayashishida, night two of the tournament. I think it's forgotten for a lot of people mm-hmm. in that this tournament has been so good. These two, you know, we kind of talked about have been overlooked in the tournament because of so mm-hmm. many other stories going on. But when I left that, when we walked out of that weekend, I was like, this is this is a big story. Utami finally beat Shuri. Yeah. In convincing fashion she pinned her one two three they had an excellent shortened match and not that i didn't expect them to have an excellent match they're born to do that Hmm. but it was it was just great 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 wrestling um anytime shuri loses it feels important loses clean not on a roll-up that's different yeah when she loses clean, it's important. This felt as important as any match we've had, uh, especially out of Utami this year. 
that was her biggest match of the year so far. So I want to give that one some love because mm-hmm. it happened on day two. I think a lot of people do forget about it, but it was fantastic. It is crazy that that match, yeah, like the result of that match was kind of not shocking, but like that was a big, big moment. And now no one really is, cares. Not cares, but it, it, we're all focused on other things. I could name another like five matches. That's the problem here. Like, <laughs> and I probably will really quickly. But, oh yeah, because you yeah yeah you can't just settle for five or even six as you've listed. No. Um, well, for my final match, I have picked Utami Hashishida versus Shmika. Ah, um, that was the other one I was. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Look, obviously the Shuri match was fantastic. I actually preferred this match just because I think, as we, we mentioned earlier in the show, these two just kind of could have gone for slightly more epic storytelling, which kind of is what they def- have defaulted to in the past. But this time they went, nah, let's just, you know, use the most of the time that we have. And they just absolutely delivered and went crazy. The story for Micah, kind of in the same way that Utami's been chasing Shuri, Micah's been chasing Utami, and she got it. And she got it with the Michinoka driver party, which I think she's now accepted that this is probably the most fun way for her to finish matches for herself and for the fans. Uh, and so she's accepted it, and I'm so, so happy. We all agree. I mean, that was one of the ones I was going to read off here that people should check out. Mm-hmm. But like the every single match I'm about to name, let me go through them quick. I think everyone should watch because they were uh, they were just that great. Uh, so Shuri versus Azume, mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people agree on that one. Mayu versus Minarai. Yes, that Saya was Yeah, Saya Kamatani versus Starlight Kid. That was a sprint. Mm. Um, it was, it was kind of like what we expected for their title match, and then they just didn't do. Um, <laughs> Starlight Kid versus Momo Watanabe, I think, deserves a lot of praise. For sure. Hizu- Hizuki versus Natsupoi, that's probably just me loving it, but I'm going to say it anyways. Um, it's like some of these matches I don't even remember. That's the funny thing. I'm, like, <laughs> oh. I'm just like looking at my ratings. I'm like, oh, I like that one a lot. Sure. Mm. Um, Hameka versus Azumi was great. Um Natsupoi versus Momo I liked, so that's not shocking. I probably did like it. Probably very, <laughs> very interesting. Um, all right, moving on. Hazuki versus Suzu Suzuki was good. Just you know, mm-hmm. we we expected even more from them. You can um, just say Suzu Suzuki every match, really. That's true. That's true. I can all of Suzu Suzuki's matches. I'll just. Make it easy. We already named those two. Uh, Julia versus Natsupoi, I think, is a must-watch. Um, yes. Uh, even if it's not, not the like, best wrestling match. Right. But it's the it's probably the best storytelling match. Yeah. Um, we had My Sakurai versus Tam the same That's night. also – I think that's also worth watching. It's worth watching, but I think, like, the problem was they told the same story and Natsupoi Julia yeah. told it better. Uh, of course they did. Uh, <laughs> that's a little unfair. Look, to be fair, uh, yeah, My Sakurai, they did really well considering that. Um, probably going to be one of my favorite sprints of this tournament was Mayu versus Natsupoi. Mm. They had they wrestled for like six minutes, mm. <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god, this is phenomenal!" And then it ended. I was like, "Why?" I was like, "This had all the makings of being like this, like just absolutely top tournament match." They went the whole way instead of not even half. They didn't mm. do that. They they broke my heart. I was like, "I need this uh, for the Wonder of Storm title tomorrow, please." Uh, Shuri versus Hameka. Yes. Um, like we hinted, we didn't. I, I guess I didn't. We didn't really say this, but Sai and Suzu worth yeah. watching, of course. Um, 
and then you, of course, said Maya and Julia, and Utami versus Azumi. Yes. So those are all the matches I think you should definitely go out of your way to see if you're trying to not watch the whole tournament. Speedrunning the best stuff. But as we finish up here, here's here's a look at what we have coming up. Um, because I think our top five could be in shambles by the end of it. <laughs> uh, truthfully, that's how great of lineups we have coming up. And uh, we haven't even watched Mayu versus Suzuki as of this taping. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like that might be there. Um, just saying. Uh, but uh, we have sure. Okay, so on the 17th, we have Shuri versus Saki, Utami versus Saki Kashima, Mai Sakurai versus Risa Sarah, and Micah versus Nagi Sayaka. Always a fun matchup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Natsupoi versus Starlight Kid. That'll be good. Greatness. Sai Ida versus Suzuki, and Mirai versus Mina Shirakawa. On the 18th, we have Tam Nakano versus Risa Sarah. That could be an underdog type dark horse match of this mm-hmm. tournament, I think, if they go all out. Kogma versus Nagi Sayaka. Mai Sakurai versus Saki. Uh, we have Julia versus Ami Saray. Sayakamatani versus Mirai. Big rematch there. Momo Watanabe versus Suzu Suzuki. Oh, jeez. Uh, I think I said that <laughs> earlier, but I'm saying it again. Mina Shirakawa versus Starlight Kid. On the 19th, there's a lot of shows left. Mm. Utami versus Saki, Koguma versus Risa Sarah, Azumi versus Nagi Sayaka, Tam Nakano versus Momo Kogo, and Micah versus Mai Sakurai. And then Blue Stars block that day. We have Mina versus Suzu. So, you know, a weaker day finally. Yes. Uh, which you need one because the rest, literally after that, it's, it's over. There's no more. <laughs> uh, we got we got Momo Kogo versus Saki, Saki Kashima versus Risa Sarah, Azumi versus Kogama, Shuri versus Tam Nakano on the 23rd, and along with that, this is the live Korkin, by the way, on Samurai mm. TV. Uh, we have Hanan versus Suzuki, Natsupoi versus Saeeda, Mirai versus Starlight Kid, Sayakamatani versus Mina Shirakawa, Mayu Iwatani versus Hazuki. And Julia versus Momo Watanabe. The one match I've been waiting for for two years. It's finally happening. I fingers crossed. I got I got robbed last year. I need it now. And it's live. Like when, when when we were looking at this and like that that show stood out from the moment they announced these cards. And like if if you could have picked a card to be live that wasn't, this was the one. And then they're showing it live on uh, Samurai. So you have Shuri versus Tam. Mm. Mayu versus Suzuki, mm. and Julia and Momo. Mm. Finally, yes. Plus, Mariah well, versus. Knock on wood. Let's not. Yeah, well, I have been saying it since. Let's not monkey pull with this. I need it. I need it. Uh, the twenty fourth, the day after, we have Micah versus Momo Kogo, Hameka versus Nagi Sayaka, Utami Hayashida versus Tam Nakano. They're phenomenal together. Mm. Can't wait for that one. Suzu Suzuki versus Ami Saray. That should be pretty good. Mina Shirakawa versus Hanan. Starlight Kid versus Saeeda. Mayu Tani versus Momo Watanabe. Julia versus Sayakamatani. Jeez. <laughs> the hell of a back-to-back. Um, and then the next day after that is Stardom Showcase Volume 2, which features Saeeda versus Hanan. Nope, we're not talking about that. And Suzu Suzuki versus Starlight Kid. Um, and then, of course, the final on October 1st, which will be live on pay-per-view. The most must-see night of the tournament. If you missed the mm-hmm. entire tournament, you want to watch this. It was their best show last year. 
Yes. Me and Trent agree on that. No show could touch this one. And based off this card, it could be the same thing once again. Azumi versus Saki Kashima. Nagi Sayaka versus Momokogo. Tam Nakano versus Saki. Micah versus Hameka for the first time ever. Utami versus Koguma in a World of Stardom rematch between Shuri and Risa Sara. And on the Blue Stars block side, Mirai versus Saida. Natsupoi versus Mina Shirakawa. Hazuki versus Momo Watanabe. Sayakamatani versus Ami Surei. Mayu Iwatani versus Starlight Kid. And finally, Julia versus Suzuki. Oh, and by the way, there will be a final as well after all of that. Yes. So, so yeah, those are your remaining cards. There's one week one. The rest of them have like potential, not only match of the term, but match of the year contenders. So, uh, if you thought this was slowing down, it's not. And I might have just lost my voice through all that, but that's okay. That's okay. That's why. That's why we're here to tell you all about that. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. We will have a review, or when I say we, I mean Fightful Overbooked. I guess you know. I will at least. Spoiler: I'm not being invited back. Well, he probably will be. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see by then. There's, there's a lot of time. You never know what happens. Um, but you know, most musty show of the year. Um, also worth noting, Stardom Dream Queendom is officially back on December 29th. They've claimed their day. They have claimed their pay-per-view name. We finally have their version of Wrestle Kingdom. And, and I'm so their venue. happy. Yes. We go to again. They are going back to the Sumo Hall. The fact that they claim their venue and the date and the match, it's, it's as big as it can get. You know, yep. they're not walking to the Tokyo Dome yet. But that's that's really just their next step after all this, which is kind of crazy. And it will happen. Not yet. Yeah. But it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. It's slowly but surely coming. Uh, of course, we have historic crossover as well coming up in November. We just have a lot. You know, Starman is the funny thing about this is after this tournament ends, Starman is gonna do their IWGP women's championship tournament. Mm. I believe actually the first match of that tournament happens either the day of the GP or the day after. Uh, we don't have to talk about that much, but <laughs> but we also have to learn the buy. We still yes. have to learn the buy wrestler. We have to learn the entire field for the stardom side, and of course, the champion will be crowned as stardom uh, in New Japan's show, historic crossover. After that, that, big show the night before too in Osaka at the Edion First Arena. Oh, they do. Yeah, it hasn't really been announced, but because I was looking at it because I'm still hopeful I can get over there. And I was like, okay, yeah. what shows have they got around that time? And the day before they're in Osaka, with I think it was not a pay per view. It's going to be a pretty big show, regardless. Yeah, it's the first arena. It's going to be. Yeah, pay-per-view, I'm pretty sure they run number two all the time. But the first mm. arena is a big one, which is crazy. Not another show. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, more of your money, Scott. And, and and I don't know if people know this, but Tag League's coming as well. Which yes, you know. Based on the roster, based on the people that are coming in, you know, you We've can already put in, in seven new teams that haven't been. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we could be putting in Risa Sarah and Suzuki potentially. Yeah. We could. I think Galaxy Punch is probably a shoo-in to be in there since they are a part of Cosmic Rules too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's just a lot of teams. You and me talking about Waka and Mocha Hanazono. That's a yes. possibility. Um, Mesuruga and Azumi potentially teaming, though. No, 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 warm caterpillars. Bring in Chia and Mesuruga. 
that would be great. I mean, I'm just thinking like off the top of my head how it evens out and what they do. It's really difficult. Okay, yeah. like I don't know if they're gonna put Miyu Amasaki in a tournament. If they do, her and Azumi does make the most sense. Yeah. Um, but Miyu Amasaki is gone. So it's disappeared once again. So mm-hmm. me predicting her schedule is about as useful as me predicting Kyrie's schedule. Uh, very different. Very different. One's Brock Lesnar. The other one's just like. I don't even know what Miyu Amasaki is. Anyways, that is all. That is the lineup for Star and look forward to. It's a lot. And also, within all of that is Wrestle Princess 3 on the TJPW side, which is their biggest show of the year. And There's a lot. And anniversary as well coming up this which week. Which is a very big show. That's very. Yes. Wait, is, it, is it the 10th anniversary one this week? Uh, or is it, it's still the I think it's still, it? it's still Road 2, but it's a pretty yeah. big show nonetheless. I was going to say, to... I feel like Emmy would be back for that. She is. She's no. wrestling the uh, new debutante. Oh, that's great. I, yeah. I meant for the 10th anniversary, though. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. I feel like that would have been a little more hyped. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I thought it was, I'm happy they're in arenas. It's a that's big show, yeah, because Emmy's coming back, Balinaki's coming back, CCK are teaming up, and then, of course, you've got the big Mace Ruga versus Unimon match. To I think it, so. all of uh, Got to Move, if you, if you kick into the uh, Choco Pro, Watch all their venue shows because I think they're yeah. all excellent. Um, yeah, lots, of, lots, conventional. Going, lots going on, Joshi. I'm pretty sure Sendai Girls has their next pay per view coming up soon, and Ice Ribbons doing stuff. And you get the point. Joshi doesn't slow down. So I'm going to end the show. So Trent, thank you for joining me once again. I hope everyone has officially been caught up on the five star. I think we did our best. I think we put our best foot forward to give uh, everyone a look at the final stretch here, which is the most important stretch. I think we've reached the point where we know who's contenders, who's not. Should be a lot of fun. But until next time, guys, so long.